as we speak. We're underway here on GirlsPlayFooty.com Radio. Here's Matthew Cox. Thank you very much, Peter Holden, as the umpire thumps it into the turf. Bounce favours Downey, tries to get it to the deck. Running through there was Lamb for Diamond Creek. Got stripped to the footy. Downey receives the handball, tackled immediately by Jance. Diamond Creek trying to work it through hands. Haynes goes towards centre-half forward. Ball comes to the deck. No mark taken there. Carney sends the handball off. It's a dodgy kick from her teammate, though. Back towards the middle. Lamb coming through. Got tackled immediately. Hunt tries to send the handball for the Muggers over the top. Ball works now towards the centre wing on the broadcast side for Melbourne Uni. High kick up along the line looking for Phillips. She takes the mark. Catherine Phillips just in front of our broadcast position here at Tin Alley. Winds up on the right towards centre-half forward and the mud puddle. Ernst coming through. Got tackled. Got the handball away. Blackburn roving. Was caught by Kiochi and the umpire says that's holding the ball. Free kick to go the way of Kiochi and a 25-metre penalty for not handing it back immediately. Very smart. Asked the umpire the question straight away and the umpire said, yep, you're actually right on that and gave the 25 march and that brings it a forward of centre. Gets on the right boot, long and high towards the forward line. Pinpoint perfect. Hit and acknowledge the lead. 25 metres out on a slight angle uh, going for Diamond Creek's first I think it's Bernardi that'll be turning around and be having a shot on goal. As we said earlier, a great game in the BWFL Premier Division, which was a three-point win to uh, Bendigo over Melbourne Uni. Classic match. So we're in for another one this afternoon. The VFL Women's Competition is Christina Bernardi. A slight angle, 25 metres out from goal. Right foot. And it's close and it squeezes in. Does the job. And thanks to Chemist Warehouse, sponsors of the Creekers, it's the Creekers who draw first blood. They're one straight six. Melbourne Uni yet to score. And a great kick inside attacking 50 from Stephanie Chiocci getting involved early, the captain of Diamond Creek. And good for Bernardi too to take a mark early. I think in the games that we've seen her this year hasn't really got her confidence up and about, so hopefully that'll start a big day for her. And a better start compared to the last game between these two sides. Kicking with purpose, I'd like to see that. Yes. The only... 1-1, I think, the last time for Diamond Creek. They did not score in the second half at Preston City Oval about a month and a half ago. Hopefully today's a better day for them. Back in the middle, Downey gets the tap. Carney wrapped up immediately. The umpire says going nowhere. I'll ball it up. Still inside the centre square here at Tin Alley. There's Jance gets a fingertip down. Blackburn gives it off to Carney. Kick around the body, looking for Ashmore on the outer wing. It's trapped in by Diamond Creek. Getting that there, Ibrahim sends the handball backwards to Blackburn. Now a kick towards the half-forward flank, and a good mark taken out there by Pound. Half-forward flank, outer side for the Muggers, looking to go inside, attacking 50. High kick, looking for O'Brien, went over the back. A shot on goal there from the Muggers. And... I think it's Barry. So she gets her first, and the Muggers first here at Tin Alley. And we're all square a couple minutes into the first term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Long direct football, as you said, Ashmore not starting in the forward line like last week. Now out on the wing, Berry back in the side. Uh, she's playing about 30 metres out from goal, while Anderson trying to lead out of the goal square. And again, the, the contest there from O'Brien brought the ball to ground. So uh, Berry able to get the goal. Umpire with the ball back in the middle of the ground. This quarter for Chemist Warehouse. Sponsors the Creekers. One straight apiece in this contest. 
As the umpire comes in, thumps the ball into the ground. Downey to go up versus Jance. Downey won the ball down. Lamb tries to get onto it. Beaten by Carney. Carney went without it. Had to go back again. Slopped a little hand pass to try and get it to Jance. Went through her legs. Sped out to Downey. Downey dropped the pill. Got it to Lamb. Lamb gets one high. And gets the resulting free kick for the Creekers in the centre of the ground. Looking further afield for options. Looks to work out towards the half-forward flank on the outer side of the ground. Players overrun the pill. Easy pick up here for Carney. Sweeping hand pass over to Stevens. Stevens on the left boot coming for the broadcast swing spots up and hits the target Hannah Ibrahim, Ibrahim off centre wing on the right, goes up towards the half forward flank position, got to be pinpoint perfect with a kick and it is to Berry who's getting a bit of the ball early, Berry in the uh, tractor pile from the half forward flank, delivers inside 50 went past Downey, Ernst was clearing up but it was just partially smothered ball hit the ground, Berry has to try and go in, picked off first by Dylan, trying to get to a teammate, was successful Brazali over the top, can't extract it out, wanted to jump in there was the player in Phillips, that's Catherine Phillips for the Melbourne Uni the umpire asked for the ball back, we'll call for a ball up just inside attacking 50 on the broadcast side, Jans palmed it down looking for Carney, but the boundary line beat her, so throw in. Just to paint the picture for those at home, the Mud Pack is on the half-forward flank broadcast side, heading towards the Fitzroy end of the left of your radio dial from about the 50 metre line to about centre wing. And Downey tried to pump it straight into that mud puddle, Carney got bumped off the footy, Anderson was able to scoop it up, kicks it towards the top of the goal square for the Muggers, goes past O'Brien might have been held there, Catherine Phillips Creekers, get a clearing kick out of contest. Downey goes in after it so too Jance just trying to paddle it out Creek is able to get a clearing kick. Only as far though as Goring who will look to reset and go back inside attacking 50. It's a low kick. Cut off. Mark taken by Carlton. Just inside defensive 50 for the Creekers. All square here. Early stages first term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Carlton decides to go on the right boot towards in a half back. Dangerous kick Williams had it momentarily and then knocked out of her hands. Ball hit the ground. The umpire comes in, says no prior opportunity. Lamb gets first to it and gives the ball back to the umpire. So we'll throw it up in the air. Away we go again. Centre half forward for the Muggers. Overrunning the ball. Haynes goes in. Punches it forward. Going with her though was the player in Lachlan. Managed to move the ball towards the middle of the ground. Ibrahim lurking nearby. Alicia Eva to it first. Lays a tackle. And the umpire comes in and calls for a ball up between centre and centre half forward for Melbourne Uni. Throws it up in the air. We get going quickly. It's still one goal a side. Early stage of this first term. Trying to move the ball forward. Carney gets onto it. And they got ran down by Lamb to get the hand pass off to Blackburn who overran it, goes back and gets it again has to dance around a couple, kicks it inside forward 50, not a great looking kick Williams close towards the boundary line, sees it out and we'll have a throw in 50 metres out from the Muggers goal. Carney busy early at the moment for Melbourne Uni but every time she gets the ball she's under pressure a bit of assistance as the ball gets brought back into play. Jans grabs it, kicks it towards the top of the goal square. Bouncing ball, O'Brien and Ernst chasing it towards the boundary line. We're going to throw in forward pocket, out of sight. Muggers. One straight six apiece here at Tin Alley. Ball is sent back into play. Downey, pound, went past it. Ibrahim trying to paddle it out. Tolly gets involved for Diamond Creek. Now it ends up in the hands of O'Brien. Handball backwards to Carney, who has to wheel her way around traffic. Centering ball for the Muggers is marked by Ashmore. 
45 degree angle, 45 metres out. This will be a test for her with this distance. Um, might just fall short, but it could be a good opportunity for Anderson or O'Brien to practice trying to take a big mark in the goal square and trying to work with players like Ibrahim feeding off that feeding off the crumbs. Ashmore again in the long sleeves this afternoon. It's a wobbly kick off the boot that goes through for a minus. So the Muggers have a one-point lead this first term. It's 1-1-7, plays one straight six here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. This quarter for Chemist Warehouse with Athard at full back. Looking for the refill for some options. Gets on the right boot. It's long and it's high. Oh, flying through the air. I think it's Bailey Hunter's going to take that mark. From the distance... Just looks to square it up. Over the head of Carney. Here comes Kerrick. He takes a mark in front of Jeray under pressure. Drop the pill. And kicked it around the corner in towards the middle of the ground. Stevens is going to be there. Has plenty of space and time. Gets on the left boot. Now looking for Hunt. Hunt takes the mark. Half forward flank. Broadcast side. Comes back in board. Got to be good with a kick. Went past a few. Eva ran into her teammate. Sold up the creek. Weems comes in. Lays one too high according to the umpire. Gabriella Pound has it. Centre half forward. She's 50 metres out. Hesitates. Kicks it inside 50. Over the head of Anderson. Ball in the back pocket. Jarea elects to kick along the ground and not pick it up. Two kicks out of bounds. Umpire says not deliberate. We'll throw it in 50 metres out for the Muggers goal. They lead by a point. 1-1-7 plays one straight six. It's been trapped inside the Muggers' forward area of the ground for the last couple of minutes. So Brian punches it straight into the hands of Kiochi, who's wrapped up by Lachlan. Get a ball up about 40 metres out from goal on the broadcast side for the Muggers. Downey fists it forward for Diamond Creek. It's on the deck. Eva tries to paddle it out of the contest. Coming in over the top is Haynes. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. On top of the muddy stuff here at Tin Alley. Gets it underway quickly. Jance gets the tap down. Kiochi going after it. Just harmed it in front of herself. Jance picked it up. Gives the handball off to Eva, who ran into trouble. And the umpire says, holding the footy, Kiochi will get a free kick. Halfback flank broadcast side. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, live at Tin Alley in Parkville. One point lead to the Muggers. Here in this round 17 Swiss VFL Women's Clash, Cameron made the lead. Now gets so close, we'll take a hand pass. And, well, just hand pass it straight into uh, Eva, who tried to slap it to Hunt, who got knocked over. Cameron taken without it. The umpire said, no, it was fair. And the ball goes over the boundary line and out of bounds. So we'll call for a throw-in. 60 metres out from the Muggers' goal. Going to the left of your radio dial. Downey versus Jans. Downey, front position, brought it to ground. Eva over the top of the ball. Can't extract it. Giocchi wraps her up. And the umpire will call for yet another ball up right in the middle of the mud heap. 55 minutes out from goal. Umpire just clearing a bit of space. Ensuring Haynes wasn't going to go third up. Downey got the tap. Blackburn hovering over the footy. Gets a looping handball out of the pack. Ends up in the hands of Deepatoli, who was stripped of the ball by Ibrahim. Had to go back and get it. Deepatoli and then applied the shepherd. Allows a kick in towards the midfield for Diamond Creek. Bouncing ball goes past Tapner. It's back on the deck and being chased after by Capello. She's under pressure. And the muggers are all wrapped up. Got stripped of the footy. Ball spills free. Centre wing on the outer side. Williams hovering over the top. Trying to extract the footy, can't do so. And the umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Centre wing, out of side. The sun's shining here at Tin Alley. It's one point the lead 
to the Muggers. Tap forward, Blackburn tries to handball in front of Carney. It bounced though in the mud heap and put Carney under pressure. Ball extracted now by Lamb. Tries to get the handball backwards to Haynes, who just got an up and under kick towards the wing. And Hildebrand takes the mark, centre wing out of side. Nicole Hildebrand decides to come in board with the kick, taking the mark as Blackburn. Tapner with support. Blackburn on the right and towards the Anderson direction. Went through her hands. Ball still alive in the pocket, though. They've got to be clean with this, the uh, Creekers. Jiraiya just puts boot to ball while being spun around. Kiochi there with the opportunity in the pocket to try and pick it up. Does so. Ducked the tackle. The umpires come in and said that was way too high and that will be a free kick. She ducked the first one. As soon as she popped her head back up, it was taken straight off and got the resulting free kick and went further up the line. Looking in the direction of, and coming out to uh, take a mark there. Looks like I think it might be Rosali on the far side. He kicks it now towards the wing position. Hits the pack, ball hit the ground. But here numbers there for the Marcus and Stevens. He got it out to Bailey. He got it back to uh, Hunt, who now came back towards uh, Stevenson. It's set up back. Oh, misread it. An absolute doozy. Got turned over. Kicking it forward is Carlton. Empty goal square. Bouncing, bouncing away to the right. Didn't go the right way. Minus score. And it's 1-1-7 apiece here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. This first quarter for Chemist Warehouse. The kick back into play goes past Stevenson. She hasn't touched it and it's close to the boundary line. Now she collects cleanly. Shrugs off the tackle. Decides to take a bounce at half-back flank broadcast side. Took oh. another bounce. But it just didn't sit kindly for her. Now she's under pressure. Handball into trouble. Kiochi did well to hold things up. And then Barry emerges with the footy. But the muggers, her kick though, swallowed by Di Batoli at centre-half back. And the Greekers are open here. Williams takes it in the middle of the ground and in a bit of space. Goes towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. It just sits in the mud pot. Hildebrand tries to send the handball backwards. It's all wrapped up by Haynes, though. And we'll get a ball up. Blackburn on the top of... Uh, on the bottom of that pack, I should say. Ball up. 50 out from goal for Diamond Creek on the outer side. It's 1-1-7 apiece. Here on GirlsBayFooty.com radio. Downey hit the ball right into the mud again. Haynes tried to fed out the hand pass. Getting a hand in there momentarily was uh, Hay. That is Kristen Hay. Made a good goal of it because it stalled the ball. The umpire came in to call for a ball up. as tap the watches on for Melbourne Uni. 50 metres out from Diamond Creek's goal. Going to the right of your radio dial or the Melbourne Hospital end. Ball up in the air. Downey gets the punch, gets it forward. Williams tries to run onto it. Can't do so. Going with her was Berry, who fed it out to Hunt. Hunt with a hand pass in the no-man's land. Goring got it back to Hunt, who tried to get on to Tapna. Was on the ground, then got it back to Goring, who got dispossessed. The umpire actually said it was dropping. And it is a free kick to the Creekers. And uh, we'll just spot who's got the pill. It's Jess Cameron. And she's up against the boundary line. This is going to be a difficult kick from, uh, I'd say, 45 metres out. She's looking around for options too. She's not entirely confident. Coming in for Diamond Creek second. Cameron to see if she can give the Creekers the lead here at Tin Alley. On the right boot. Tell you what's not a bad kick at all. <laughs> might look, might not look confident, but it doesn't matter if you put it between the big sticks. You'll take the six points any day. 2-1-13, Diamond Creek, Melbourne Uni. A very sluggish 1-1-7 here in the first term for Chemist Warehouse. Bit of an arm wrestle here at Tin Alley at the moment. Muggers had a lot of the footy, similar to last week in the second and third terms, had a lot of the footy inside attacking 50 and just couldn't get anything on the scoreboard. Diamond Creek, their opportunity opened up and they're able to get the lead by six points. Very different Creek aside, obviously, with Lamb and Haynes back in the middle who weren't part of the team uh, when they uh, lost to Melbourne Uni Preston uh, about a month or so ago. And we're very good against St Kilda too a couple of weeks ago. Ball back in the middle. 
be Downey and Stevenson this time doing the ruck work. Downey taps it straight down. Blackburn was caught, uh, given away for holding. Up by pointed the wrong way. <laughs> and Haynes to receive the free kick. Goes towards centre-half forward. Punch from behind from Goring. Brought the ball to ground. Downey tried to send the handball back to Williams. Was a bit flat-footed. Berry coming through for the Muggers. Got the handball to Blackburn. It goes over the top. And it's all wrapped up there by... It's Kristen Hay on the outer side. Stripped to the footy. It's back on the deck. Pike going in after it for Diamond Creek. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Half-forward flank on the outer side. Creekers 2-1-13. Melbourne Uni 1-1-7. Downey fists it forward again. Williams collects it in the mud puddle. Goes inside attacking 50. It's a bouncing ball. Pound will get back first for the Muggers. Handball's backwards. They get a clearing kick out of defence. Looking for Stevens on the half-back flank broadcast side. And she takes off. Kicks on the left boot in the Carney direction. She'll take the mark. Right on top of the mud heat. Doesn't want to bounce the footy. Has to handball inboard to Stevenson. Runs to 55. Kicks towards the top of the goal square. And a mark will be taken by Phillips. 45 degree angle. About 20 metres out from goal. That's what I like to see from Stevenson. We didn't see it last week. Making an impact. Got on the ball at half forward. Beautiful long kick into space. Good footy. Phillips comes in for her first of the game. And... Gets it. Scores a level once again here at Tin Alley. 2-1-13 apiece. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio this first term. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, sponsors of the Creekers. Well, it was smart play from Carney. She had the option of either trying to take a bounce in the mud, which wouldn't have been great, or tapping it on the ground, or having to go with a kick in the forward line, which she knew wasn't going to be effective. Heard Stevenson calling, hand passed inboard. Stevenson uh, went over the decoy forward, put it into space for Phillips to run onto. That's good football. And that's and that's two, two good things that the Muggers have done. The both goals that they have kicked, it's spotting that leading forward. And Carney did well to draw the player too in that passage of play, opening up the opportunity for Stevenson. Umpire blows the whistle. Now there might be... Uh, case of player entering the square too early and uh, for that it's a resulting free kick going the way of the Muggers and that's Stevenson again who just a little too cute on the kick there chipped it when she really needed to hit it hard to try and hit the Phillips lead as Williams made a good contest of it tried to move forward for the Muggers but it was intercepted by Tapner Tapner puts it out into space for Phillips to run onto she's covering some ground Charlotte Dillon going with her close towards the boundary line we'll see the ball out and we'll have a throw in between centre wing and half forward flank for the Muggers they're attacking the left of your radio dial it's all tied up at 2-1-13 apiece here on girlsplayfooty.com radio Downey and Stevenson goes in at Downey front spot and then Kerrick came in as the third woman up pushes it back towards the boundary line and goes out of play in front of Ibrahim and Pike get a boundary throw in still between centre wing and half forward for the Muggers on the outer side Downey gets the tap Trying to rove it there is Lachland. Just paddles it forward, then collects cleanly. Under pressure, got the kick inside attacking 50. Blackburn has Haynes on her hammer, can't collect it cleanly. Now Haynes sends a handball back to Ernst. Ernst a kick, almost, oh, it's dangerous. Pound and Debatoli. Debatoli was able to get there. Her handball to Sabald went astray. It's back on the deck. Debatoli has to go back in after it. Weave her way through traffic, but it's all the muggers. Stevenson handballs over the top to Lachland. Lachland sends a low kick inside attacking. 
15.50. Went past a few. Back on the deck. A clearing kick from Adard. Back towards the halfback flank on the broadcast side. Pound gets there first. Her handball was smothered by Jurea. Pound gets it back. Handball's backwards to Croft, who centres the ball for Melbourne Uni, and Barry takes the mark. 50 out from goal on a slight angle. Dare I say that was very good. Now she has the ball at 52 metres out on the right boot. Tries to centre towards the hot spot. Downey swoops across and cuts off Anderson. Takes a great mark. And then kicks it out of defence. It's a long bomb. A tie in the air in the Williams direction. Couldn't get onto it. Mug is back there and they'll sweep around. Lachlan on the left boot. Goes inside 50. Too much juice in the kick. Looking for Blackburn. Haynes under pressure. Hand pass looking for Dillon. Over around the ball. In there goes the player O'Brien. Had to feed out the hand pass but intercepted by Williams for Diamond Creek. She decides to do the switch towards the halfback flank on the broadcast side. Support having to put her head over the pill, has to go in and try and pick it up can't do so, had support there but it wasn't good enough because it was uh, easily taken out of the pack by Eva who tried to come back in board for Lachlan fed it back out to, to Elise Hay Hay inside the forward line Blackburn takes the mark again, lowered the eyes and spots up a target Precision from Melbourne Uni. That's better compared to uh, last week as much as they're tied on the scoreboard at least it's pleasing to see their inside 50s a lot better as Blackburn from about 45 to 50 metres out from goal. We know she's a big kick. Kicks it from 48. Bit of a flat pump this time around, but it doesn't matter. A mark taken. 45 metres out from goal, but it's probably 10 metres out from goal on a 45 degree angle as well as trying to save Phillips. A bit close to the position she was when she kicked her first. Be kicking for her second. It was the only real functioning forward last week for the Muggers. And <laughs> it's the Dacos style. Three steps and chip it. <laughs> and that's a goal. Doesn't matter how they go through the big sticks as long as they go through. She gets her second. And the Muggers go to 3-1-19, Diamond Creek 2-1-13. There's a bit of, uh, oh, oh, well, what happens? Yeah. Just whack it on the boot. Uh, going through. But, yeah, for those that don't know, Peter Dacos, Colin Ford, who kicked all those mercurial goals and so many angles, running goals, he was a forward pocket. He had a theory of, he says, as a forward, he goes, you don't need to take any more than three steps. He says, just three steps and then kick it. You don't need a long run-up. That was his style, and that's what she just did. Just, just kind of casually walked in, chipped it. Yeah, that's a goal. <laughs> just looked like she was playing kick to kick in the park. <laughs> but she gets her second of the game, and the Muggers have a six-point lead. Approaching quarter time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Bounce favours Downey, who tapped it forward. Carney, though, cut, cut it off. Sends a handball backwards to Hunt, who goes towards the centre wing on the outer side. Has... Pound out there. Lachlan in support, trying to apply the Shepherd. Pound was able to collect it cleanly. Sends a ball towards the half-forward flank. It's cut off, though, by Diamond Creek. Taking the mark out there was Carlton. Goes short. Williams takes the mark. Still on the half-back flank on the outer side. Looks to come in towards the middle. And Sebold now takes the mark. Creekers looking to switch towards the broadcast side. Ashmore almost cut it off. And the umpire says it was chopping at the arms. Free kick going the way of Ashmore. Looks for O'Brien. He takes the mark. Forward of centre for the Muggers. Wants to send it long. Does exactly that. Looking for Anderson. Just slipped through her fingers. Has Adart on her hammer. Breakers with possession of the footy. Looking for Jurea. Getting in front of her though. Barry brought the ball to ground. Anderson tries to wrap it all up. And we'll get a ball up about 40 metres out from goal on the broadcast side for the Muggers. They're 3-1-19. Diamond Creek 2-1-13. Back underway. Downey. 
in the tap. Straight in the hands of Di Vitoli, who was all wrapped up. The umpire says, give it to me, I'll try again. And the news of Don Creek don't want the Eastern Devils to jump with a big early lead over uh, Geelong and are running away, I think about five goals in front early on as the ball is brought to ground. Of course, the Don Creek need the upset of uh, Geelong beating the Eastern Devils. And by the way, uh, six goals on the board early for St Kilda against uh, Cranbourne. Two of those to Mo Hope. She sits on 91 goals for the year as uh, I thought Emma Carney was taken high. The umpire said no, play on. Came out. O'Brien just snaps around the corner from 45 metres out towards the top of the goal square. No good. Haynes is back there. Has to dance around. Put it on the right boot. Had to be good with the kick and was. Managing to spot up the target. Bianca Richmond fit off the hand pass. That's Adhard. Very close towards the boundary line. In fact, too close. Went out of bounds on the full. Free kick resulting here for the Muggers towards centre half forward. Tapner went one handed. Trying to fend off with the other hand. They got the ball back. Kenton towards the Anderson direction over her head. Tackle laid on here by Carrick. Giving away a bit of height there against Down. He brought it to ground, held it up, ball up top of the goal square. Tackle by Carrick. As you say, had a bit of height on it. Still able to hold it up as Carney roving off the contest. Just goes through for a minor score. 3 2 20, the Muggers. 2 1 13, Diamond Creek. Late stages, first term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Here at Tin Alley in Parkville. And I believe it's an eight goal to zip uh, early lead for Darabin over Knox there. We'll get those around the ground scores for you at quarter time. Here's the short kick in for back to Dylan. Now just uh, have the ball in the back pocket. Whoop, hesitates. Chips it up, Cameron direction. It's pulled by our own teammate and Jarea. No talk there as uh, Tapner got dispossessed of the football. The umpire said it was fair play on. Goring later tackle on Cameron. Kiochi tried to kick one around the corner with a bit of a worm burner. It went about 25 metres and out. They want to deliberate. I don't think that was never on. Uh, it'll be definitely a throw in between centre wing and half forward flank for the Muggers. Just in front of our broadcast position here at Tin Alley. Thrown back into play on the quarter time siren. Let's see the Muggers with a seven-point advantage. 3-2-20 place, 2-1-13. Goal kickers to quarter time. Catherine Phillips with two. And one to Deanna Berry for the Muggers. And the two goal kickers so far for Diamond Creek. Jess Cameron with that one up against the boundary line from about 45 metres out. And Christina Bernardi, who got our first goal of the day. I think it's safe to say a much improved performance so far from Diamond Creek against their game and last week against Preston. I guess the thing that we uh, that was at Preston a month or so ago, I think the one thing that we're looking at is how will they go against last week's performance against St Kilda? Can they continue it on for the full four quarters? Because they did have that fade out after halftime last week. And it looks as if the Muggers are just going through the motions at the moment. They're not trying to do anything special. They're trying to hit up targets. They're just doing the job that has to be done. But, but as we said, the key thing that we're, we're looking at is how they hit Phillips, how they hit um, uh, Berry as well. They're hitting their targets inside 50, which where they're going in with a lot better purpose compared to last week, where, let's be honest, they butched the ball in that second quarter where they could have easily pulled back that big Eastern Devils advantage. Well, we've seen O'Brien up forward early. We saw Stevenson involved. We saw Anderson make a few contests. I think the standout again for the forward line for the Muggers has been Catherine Phillips. She's been able to work 
work her way into the space, provide a, a target up forward too, coming out of the goal square. Got some uh, round the ground scores for you here at quarter time. Darabin 9-3-57 lead Knox, one straight six. It'll be a long day for Knox, unfortunately, down there at West Preston. Um, Eastern Devils 5-2-32 lead Geelong, 1-1-7. That's not the news Diamond Creek obviously want. And uh, St Kilda 7-1-13 lead Cranbourne, one straight six. And if I have a look here at the goal kickers, um, it is Moana Hope with uh, just the two goals. So Mo is sitting at the moment on 91 for the season. Yep. So uh, all things going well. Hopefully she can get the 100 next week when uh, we head down to RF Miles Reserve. <laughs> to, to be fair, I had an email during the week from uh, Karen Ralph, the president, we're talking about a few things. She goes, oh, I'd actually like it to happen this week because it's at home and we've got all our sides here and we'd have all the supporters <laughs> and, you know, it'd be all great. And I said, uh, said from the country team point of view, we'd actually like it next week. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it would be good to happen in a semi-final as well because they definitely will be playing at least a minimum of one final. So, yep. we we, um, we know that she's got plenty of opportunity to try and get that 100 goal. We'll take a break here at quarter time here on gosplayfooty.com radio Melbourne Uni 3-2-20 lead Diamond Creek 2-1-13 Anytime I saw my reflection I had to stop and check every mirror even shop windows I'd look for grey now I take a different glance with L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme the world's number one hair colour feel confident with 100% grey coverage and a rich long lasting colour softer healthier hair stronger protection luxurious shades cover your grey with the world's number one hair colour L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, the entire range from 50% off. Chemist Warehouse, lowest prices guaranteed. Everything a business throws out represents wasted money and resources. Reducing waste and recycling unwanted items in the workplace is great for the environment and can be good for the bottom line too. Planet Arc's businessrecycling.com.au lists recyclers from across Australia and it's quick, free and easy to use. You'll also find a guide for choosing the right recycler and free signage. Search for Business Recycling or call 1300 763 768. This is Danny Green. On a night out just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green, Perth. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop open till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley Train Station. Hi, where are the Wiggles? Did you know that Finney's raises funds for their good works by selling really good stuff in their Finney's shops? But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinny's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinnie's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll, You'll love, love what, what you find. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. 
But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Live across the web, this is thegirlsplayfooty.com. Match of the day. Indeed it is here at Tin Alley in Parkville where it's a seven-point lead to Melbourne Uni over Diamond Creek. 3-2-2-2-1. Peter Holden and Matthew Cox here with you, of course, keeping an eye on those other results where it's all one-sided at the moment. Devils beating Geelong, Durham beating Knox and St Kilda beating, of course, uh, Cranbourne. But uh, we do have a gentleman there, Peter Lauch, who's at uh, St Kilda, and he did tell me you'll give us a phone call if Mo gets near that 100 mark. But at the moment, nine away on 91. Yeah, we're all on Mo watch this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, someone send the car down quick, <laughs> you know, if she gets near the 100 mark. But uh, as we speak, both sides are breaking from their huddles. Very interesting to see two different types. Uh, as much as they're in front of Melbourne Uni, Andrew Jago quite animated in his huddle, where for Tanya Hetherington, very much, you know, some polite applause claps and I guess maybe listen to what I said pre-game maybe they're trying to break it down with the half quarter goals and trying to work on micromanaging and working small little things to improve their game just the small wins the small wins just to get positives in the last couple of games of the season as you said a lot hinged on the game between the Eastern Devils and Geelong and by the sounds of things it's going the Devils way quite comfortably so the mathematical chance of finals uh, looks just about over for Diamond Creek, unfortunately. Well, all is in readiness here. Good crowd here at Melbourne Uni once again. The umpire has the ball in the middle of the ground to get us underway for the second term. This quarter for Jealous Craig Real Estate is Matthew Cox. And it'll be Downey and Jance go up against each other in the ruck. Umpire thumps it to the turf, we're underway, Downey gets the tap into the hands of Carney who read it best, sends a kick towards the centre wing on the broadcast side, it will be collected here by Eva, goes towards the half forward flank to a contest, Stevenson presented, couldn't complete the mark, Ibrahim goes to ground Eva Tolley mops up for Diamond Creek, handball over the top to Lamb who got stripped of it by Berry and the umpire says, holding the ball, the Muggers want to take the advantage, Carney spins her way through traffic, got tackled by Deeper Tolley but still got a kick inside attack Attacking 50, Anderson tries to fist it forward, ball on the deck, in dispute, pound comes through, tries to get the handball to Phillips, who dropped the ball, the umpire says she threw it. Either way, it's a free kick going the way of Diamond Creek. Back pocket on the outer side. And Adard with the football decides to run around the player on the mark and goes long and high in the Williams direction. Went over her head. Bailey Hunt jumped too early. Dan's waiting at the back. Gave off the hand pass. Hot potato stuff to Hunt. Hunt had to go backwards. I think Stevenson is going to just dance around a couple. Does so cleverly. Runs to 55 out from goal. Goes the long kick. Trying to get on the Anderson lead. Going with her is Gabriella Pound. Couldn't get onto it. Adard tries to clear it up. Wants to find Jurea, ball on the ground going in there is Ibrahim can't extract the ball, pack forms the umpire's going to have no choice but the call for the whistle and a ball up 45 metres out from the Muggers goal Melbourne Uni leading by 7 points early stage of second quarter here on girlsplayfooty.com radio Downey again the tap towards the boundary line Carney sees it over look at a boundary throw in, still inside attacking 50 on the outer side for the Muggers 3-2-20 Diamond Creek 2-1-13. Umpire throws it back into play. Again, Downey the tap. Carney just waiting for it. Got the handball to Berry. Goes towards the top of the goal square. Anderson couldn't complete the mark. Running through there. Jurea gets a scrummy kick. It was a risky one. Then cleared for Diamond Creek. Tapner trying to get back for the Muggers. Will get there first. And 
collects it cleanly, goes back inside attacking 50 with the kick and Eva takes the mark. On the broadcast side, assesses her options, too far out to score. Eva goes into a contest, pound, couldn't take the mark, Anderson doing the roving work, sprays the shot. Take one bounce and go out of play. Forward pocket on the outer side. It's the Muggers by seven points. Early stages, second term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And Eva in that pro- part of Kirk in that process had to take a dive, otherwise she's going to cop a footy in the face with Anderson coming through. She had to get out of the way. Stevenson, third player up in the contest, did the ruck work, got it out to Ashmore, who had the uh, kick pulled at the last second, hit the ground. Kiochi in there, got the hand pass out close towards the boundary line. Dipatoli there takes a bounce, trying to take on the player. The umpire says... You are held as you bounce, so that is holding the ball. Free kick going the way of the Muggers. Leeds being offered here. Stevenson is one of them. That lead's ignored. Anderson pointing towards the goal square. Now sizes it up towards the hotspot. 30 out. Downey crashed the pack. Ball hit the ground. Catherine Phillips! Charged her way through. She gets goal number three. And uh, there's a little bit of push and shove in the goal square between Jurea and Pound exchanging phone numbers. 4-2-26, Melbourne Uni, 2-1-13, Diamond Creek. This quarter for Jealous Craig, Real Estate sponsors of the Muggers. Catherine Phillips is on fire inside attacking 50 at the moment for the Muggers. Three goals this afternoon. Hitting form at the right time of the year. Mm-hmm. Just doing nicely. And again, the Muggers having all the forward pressure and finding the scoreboard this time around, unlike the first turn. The ball's made its way back to the middle here at Tin Alley. 13-point lead into the Muggers. Early stages, second term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Jance gets the tap. Berry shrugs off the tackle. Kick inside attacking 50. Guess who's taking the mark? Directly in front, 45 metres out. Catherine Phillips lining up for goal number four. Well, we've seen a kick from about 25-35 out on the angle. Now we get to see how she goes uh, from distance. Carney was running past, but she wasn't going to give it off. It's a helicopter kick. Top of the goal square. No mark taken there by Anderson. And then it's all wrapped up. Pyre says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Dita Tolley applying the tackle on Pound. The umpire throws it into the air. Ernst gets the tap for Diamond Creek. Again, it's all wrapped up. And Pound again on the bottom of the pack. Gets the ball up. Top of the goal square for the Muggers, leading by 13 points. Up in the air. Ernst wins the contest. Ball got punched by the field by Carlton. Pound comes in the late attack. Umpire said it was crew too high. And that will be a free kick going the way of Diamond Creek. Hand pass by Dylan. Going back to Kiyochi. Kiyochi, dangerous kick to Haynes because Blackburn was coming and slapped the ball to ground to make a contest of it. Ball alive in the forward pocket. Hood around closing in on Jurea. Jurea got rid of it before she got brought to ground and her head went crashing into the fence. The umpire said, you're going to get a free kick for that, Laura Jurea. And you'll have that in the back pocket. 45 out from defensive goal as she goes with a right boot kick up the line, over the head there of Cameron, hit the ground going in there and trying to extract it, it was Coburn the umpire calls for a ball up so we're about 65 metres out from Melbourne Uni's goal, Jantz brought the ball to ground tackled straight away Brazali. the umpire said no proper opportunity called for another ball up the half-forward flank broadcast side. Jance wins the tap down. Lachlan shrugs off the tackle, runs to 50, and then a short kick. is cut off by Ernst, who sends it back towards where the ruck contest took place. And Downey took the mark. And 
wheels around, tries to get the kick in board, and Tapner, though, sits there waiting for it. Takes the mark in the middle of Tin Alley. Winds up, goes towards the top of the 50 on the broadcast side. Coming out there with Stevenson, couldn't take the mark. Ernst gets a handball backwards. Jurea confronted, handballs backwards to Stevenson. On the 50-metre arc, got dispossessed to the footy. Kept in play by Stevenson, tries to handball back inboard. Carney sends the handball backwards to Eva. And I have dropped the ball. The umpire said no, there's a free kick for a hold. And it is going the way of the Muggers. And to take the kick will be Eva. Right on the 50-metre arc broadcast side for the Muggers. They've got a 13-point lead. Eva decides to go short to Tapner. Still 50 metres out from goal on the broadcast side. Tapner now goes inside attacking 50. And a mark is taken by the Muggers. It looks like Berry with the mark. So she'll be lining up for goal number two on a 45-degree angle, about 30 metres out. Clearly improved football from the Muggers compared to last week. Doing what they couldn't do. They've been hitting targets and looking better and looking more dangerous. Redoing their tuning. The Muggers heading in towards the finals as Berry comes in. Puts it straight through the middle. Two goals to Deanna Berry. Sees the Muggers go out to a 19-point lead. 5-2-32 plays 2-1-13 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. I guess one pleasing thing for the Muggers as well is that even though she hasn't gone on the scoreboard, Anderson has been presenting as allowing Berry and Phillips to get loose as the second forward. Ashmore, as we said, has been playing on the wing. She hasn't even hit the scoreboard yet. So to see that uh, better spread of goal kickers, again, they didn't have Berry last week. That's a pleasing thing because you're going to need some goal kicking power. You're going to need to kick 80 or 90 points to beat Darabin in a grand final. It just look like they know what they're doing, which is good. As the umpire bounces the ball in the middle of the ground, away we go again. Well, now the circle is down. He put it straight down the throat there of a teammate in Haynes who got dispossessed of the football. Blackburn tried to go in there, so did O'Brien. Ball got hatched out to Stevens of the Muggers. Put on the left boot, heading in the Catherine Phillips direction. She takes a mark. No, she dropped it. Oh, it was an easy sitter there, under pressure. Has to try and get the hand pass. Struck off one tackle. Tried to struggle for two. Is that too far? No, said the umpire. Got the hand pass out to Ashmore. Goes inside 50. Jurea had it, then dropped it while under pressure. Pickpocketed by Lock. On the left boot, it's away to the left. And uh, out of bounds on the full. And that will be a free kick going the way of Kiochi in the back pocket. And we'll wait for the ball to uh, come back from over the fence. We'll get underway again. Current score 5 2 32. Melbourne Uni 2 1 13. Diamond Creek. Kiochi to bring it back into play. Back pocket on the outer side for Diamond Creek. Goes up along the boundary line. Blackburn in front spot takes the mark. Half forward flank on the outer side for the Muggers. Looks to centre the footy and Stevenson takes the mark directly in front. 45 out. We know she's a big kick but this will test her. It's a bit of a mud patch as well. Just the crucial moment she came into kick, so that's not going to help with the distance. Slightly unsettling. Anderson and Phillips making the leads. Ignored. Ashmore in the goal square. Stevenson looks fairly confident. Lines up with the kick. It's going to fall at the top of the goal square and Divatoli. No, sorry, that's Adar. Takes the mark for Diamond Creek. Goes now in the Divatoli direction. Got punched out of her hands by Eva. Follows it up, but went one step too far over the boundary line. And we'll get a throw in. Forward pocket on the outer side for the Muggers. There, 5-2-32. Leading Diamond Creek 2-1-13 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Live here at Tin Alley in Parkville as 
The boundary umpire waits to get the football back. And we'll have a throw-in 35 metres out from goal. Back in the play, O'Brien versus Downey. Downey being held by O'Brien. The umpire said it was fair play on. Hand pass out by Capallo. And pinned for holding the ball against the Muggers. And there will be a free kick going the way here. It hangs for the Creekers. They clock a far side. On the right boot. Long with a kick, but an easy intercept. 55 metres out from goal. Little short kick coming back in board for Carney. Went over her head. Williams going to try and pick it up off the mud while under pressure. Got dispossessed. In goes Tapner. She got caught. Hit the ground. Carney tried to get a kick away while being caught by Brazali. In goes Stevenson. She can't extract the pill. Ball still on the deck. Now it's being fed out. Coburn has to go in there. Fit out the hand pass. Kiochi got gang tackled. Two hitter, including Lachlan and O'Brien. And the umpire says it's going to be a ball up at 50 metres out from the Muggers' goal. Umpire gets us back underway with a 19-point lead to the Muggers. Comes straight to the deck. Stevens coming through. Got the handball. A tap. And that goes inside attacking 50 with the kick. Berry takes it on the half volley and then tackled immediately. And a free kick goes away of Diamond Creek. Handball backwards to Jurea. Play got put down behind play. And Tapner takes the mark between centre wing and half forward on the broadcast side. Tapner goes in board, just went past Stevens. Now puts Hunt under pressure, tries to get the handball back. Cameron bursting her way through the contest. Has Pike in support, was able to shrug off the tackle and get around Blackburn. Needs to take a bounce because she ran a long way. And she was pinged for it. Blackburn to get a free kick. Centre wing on the broadcast side for the Muggers. So Ali Blackburn... Looks around for some options. Looks in board. Looking to go up the line. Takes the mark. Hildebrand. Hildebrand long on the left. Has a player out on the far side of the ground. They're going to try and open it up by this way. Stevens coming back in board. Hunt. They had nearly bumped their own teammate. Not Bailey out of the contest. And the third player up, Cameron said, well, thanks. You just got rid of their, my opponent. And then Kitten in the Brazali direction. Up goes Blackburn. Brought the ball to ground. Eva tried to get it out to Blackburn. Now get it off to the running player in Carney. Carney has to dance around two. Goes in the Ashmore direction. Two on one. Late jump. Jaray knocked it out of her hand. Stevenson is there, but Jaray picks it up. And, oh, she was under pressure with her kick. Has unfortunately copped it right up to Ibrahim who wanted to play on quickly and then sunk in the mud. She's got a bit bogged. She's definitely going to struggle from here from about 40 metres out in the mud. So she's looking for an option. She's looking constantly inboard. And now works it towards the pocket. Earns good pressure against Stevenson. Ibrahim went back in again. Carney picked it up. Carney ran around the corner. Fed out the hand pass to Stevenson. Had to go back to Kristen Hay. Hay on the right. Over the head of Ashmore. Good mark in the goal square. Cameron dropping back. And relieves the pressure for Diamond Creek. Jess Cameron on the last line of defence. Decides to go towards the outer side with a kick to a contest. It favours the Muggers. And Stevens takes the mark. Half forward flank, outer side, centering ball. Oh, players everywhere for the Muggers. And Blackburn takes the mark at centre half forward. I'd normally be confident with Blackburn kicking from this distance, but again, we're just worried about that mud patch at centre-half forward. Just... And every single player in the forward half of the ground for the Muggers. Ashmore came out, just fell at her shins, and she couldn't complete the mark. It'll be all wrapped up 40 metres out from goal. No player forward of centre at the moment for Diamond Creek. Kevin! 
Well, as we look at the scoreboard, 19-point lead to Melbourne Uni in the second term. Downey wins the contest, brought the ball to ground, but uh, straight into a pack. And the umpire comes in, will call for yet another ball up. Good conditions out here today in the way of temperature. No real breeze to speak of. No rain, thank goodness. Lachlan tried to feed it out to Blackburn. Going in again is Carlton to make a contest. Dylan watches on. The umpire comes in, calls for a ball up once more. 48 metres out from goal. Melbourne Uni controlling this second term, leading by 19 points. Back underway on the half-forward flank, out of sight. Haynes got a handball away. And clearing kick. His father was Hunt. He kicked it, went straight along the ground. Just to go back in after it, does Hunt. And the Muggers able to get a kick towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. Capello going after it. We'll see it over the boundary line and out of play, about 45 metres around. St Kilda League, Cranbourne, 57-19. to 19. Mo watch. Mo has got four for the match. Hits on 93 for the season. You're starting to get a little bit nervous, Pete, but you're going to miss it. <laughs> could be, could be. As it's socket forward again from Diamond Creek, gains about 10 metres, close to the boundary line on the outer side. Hunt tried to keep it into play. And eventually it's taken uh, over. Let's hope for her it's not like that Feb situation where you had that last seven away game stuck on 99 and was running and chasing everything in that final quarter for Carlton. He couldn't get the 100. No matter how hard he tried, as the ball is thrown back into play. Push and shove in the contest. Blackburn fed it out trying to find Carney. Carney now on the run got caught by Kiyochi. The umpire says you're gone. Free kick going to Steph, the captain of Diamond Creek. Just wanted the player on the mark. And 25... No, no, not 25. Well, he put on the mark and then set it up. Oh, I don't know. There's Kiyochi. Worked it wide. Now he's blowing, saying he's got to come back behind the mark. What on earth is going on? Football's a simple game, isn't it? It's supposed to be. As Steph Kiyochi now has it at halfback flank. Here we go again. Now it kicks over the player on the mark. Long. Heading in the wings direction. Went over her head. Close towards the boundary line. Croft is there. Contest made of it. Cameron came in late. Close towards the boundary line. Let's it go over. And we'll call for a ball in. Between centre wing and the half forward flank for Diamond Creek. They're attacking the Fitzroy end on the left. With your radio dial. Trailing by 19 points. It's back underway. Carney roving. Tackled by Kiyochi. Still got the handball away to Kerrick, who got it to Stevens. Her kick smothered over the boundary line and out of play. We'll throw it in. Between centre wing and half forward on the outer side for Diamond Creek. 2 1 13. Melbourne Uni 5 2 32. The ball's retrieved from over the fence and will be thrown back into play. Downey and O'Brien. Downey with the tap. Although the Muggers are able to get a clearing kick away from the contest. Bouncing ball goes past Zibatoli. Picked up now by Phillips. Has Hildebrand in support. A kick inside attacking 50 to a two-on-one. Lachlan came in with a punch. Ernst there for Diamond Creek. Gets all wrapped up. Threw the ball out of the contest. And the umpire says free kick going the way of Lachlan. About 40 metres out directly in front. Again, it's tricky uh, with this situation kicking towards goal, you've got that little bit of a mud patch so um, again, should normally kick there on a nice dry day and a nice even track that mud seems to be just tripping up a few players and cutting their kicks short by a good 10 metres. Lachlan comes in with a bit of a stutter, the kick on the left boot again, just falls short players get a fingertip to it, stays in play I think there's a goal off the ground there by Eva and it's a goal 
pretty sure Eva was able to suffer it off the ground. It was a congested goal square. It was punched back into play by Diamond Creek. Eva coming through, just put the boot out and put it through for a goal. Sees the Muggers move to 6-2-38. Diamond Creek 2-1-13. 25-point lead to the Muggers approaching half-time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And this is quarter for Jealous Craig, real estate sponsors of the Muggers. And, of course, we'll get the around-the-ground scores for you as well at half-time. As we continue, Mo Watch down at uh, St Kilda. You need to get the hashtag going. <laughs> yes, exactly. If she gets past the 95 mark, we're going to get a bit nervous, aren't we? Well, you are. Well, which game to pick you had to go to? As the ball is in the middle of the ground, as Downey brought it down to ground, Lamb is going to run onto it while being chased by Kerry. Lamb put it out towards the half-fourth flank position. Kiochi versus uh, Kristen ha- Lise, hey, pardon me, got it across to Stevens. Stevens put it out to her teammate. You got caught in Blackburn, but got the hand pass over the top. Stevens back with it again on the right boot in towards the middle of the ground. Pound flying through the air, takes the mark, spun around, put on the right boot, goes in the Stevenson direction, Ernst going with her Ernst is going to beat it towards the football has to try and shrug her off, the umpire's blown the whistle and said it actually went out of bounds and will call for a throw in 50 metres out from goal Ernst tall but quite quick uh, represented uh, school and state athletics in Queensland as it's taken now by Blankburn who hurriedly kicks in the Stevenson direction but Ernst again wins the ball first but had nothing to go to and it was taken away by Pound easily tried to get it to tap there, took it off the bounce had to feed it out to Hildebrand, Hildebrand awkwardly on the left, towards the top of the square awkward bounce, Anderson held it up now going in again, ball knocked along the ground, Lachlan chasing after us but it's considered for a minor score 6-3-39, Melbourne Uni Diamond Creek 2-1-13 this quarter thanks to Jealous Craig, real estate sponsors of the Muggers. The Muggers have been doing all the scoring in this term as well High kick towards the half-back flank on the outer side. Down, he takes a strong overhead mark. And gives it, don't argue. It's uh, Ibrahim, who is close by. Now the handball goes quickly to Brazali. Kicks it towards the centre wing on the outer side. Goes over the top of Bernardi. And then Stevens getting back from the Muggers is able to mop up. Tries to send the handball back inboard to Elise Hay. Working her way around traffic. And then a kick comes inboard to Lachlan. Centre wing on the outer side. Gives the handball off quickly to Blackburn. Was able to shrug off the would-be tackler. Goes towards centre half forward for the Muggers. Bouncing ball. Ends up in the hands of Eva. Sends it inside. Attacking 50 for the Muggers. Goes over the top of the contest. Berry and Adard. Adard gets back first. And then it's pushed... Uh, pushing the back and a free kick will go the way of Ferracioni. I think it's Ferracioni. Ferracioni did well. Ferracioni, I think. There's the ball is kicked back from full back. Going in the air, Dylan brought the ball to ground. Ernst wanted to kick it, then gave off the hand pass. Lamble under pressure. Going in is Haynes. Can't quite get it out. In goes Pound. Tries to feed out the hand pass. Stevenson tries to lay the tackle. Wasn't successful. Blackburn dealt with the player afterwards. In goes Haynes. Drop the pill. The umpire says it's holding the ball. And it will be a free kick going to Gabriella Pound. 55 metres out from goal. Half forward flank. Decides to square it up. Works out okay. Pound's goring. Rebecca Goring on the right boot, inside 50, the hot spot. Oh, a mark from behind. Rizzali wanted to claim it. The umpire said, no, unfortunately, you were just a couple of two centimetres short there. And Catherine Phillips will be lining up for her fourth goal, King from directly in front from about 35 metres out. Good overhead mark there from Phillips. She's been doing everything today. Contested marks, roving contests. 
And, well, and shanking kicks as <laughs> way to the left. And Henderson takes the mark. Oh, <laughs> Phillips, when it goes wrong, it still goes right. <laughs> and Anderson takes it on a very tight angle, uh, but from 15 metres out. Jess Anderson looking for her first of the afternoon for Melbourne Uni. Does the Phillips approach. Two steps in, just chips it over the top, but <laughs> does the job. It looks awkward, but if it goes between the big sticks, that's the only thing you need to worry about. And uh, put that one down to Jessica Anderson, her first of the afternoon. Melbourne Uni starting to skip away now. 7 3 leading Diamond Creek 2 1 This quarter for Jealous Craig Real Estate sponsors the market. She obviously saw the way that Phillips did it in that first term on a very similar angle down the other end. She goes, well, if it works for Phillips, it works for me be a tactic being used by the muggers just a slow and steady relaxed approach doesn't matter how it goes between the big sticks as long as you get the six points that's it and they're out to a 32 point lead approaching half time here on girlsplayfooty.com radio umpire bounces the ball back in the middle chance gets the tap it into the hands there of Kerrick. Handball to Lachlan. Now over the top to Carney. Has Pound running in support on the outer wing. Goes long inside attacking 50. Over the head of Stevenson. Ball on the deck. Anderson trying to get back there. So too Stevenson. Ernst tackles her into the ground. The umpire says she dropped the footy and Ernst will get the free kick at 30 metres out from her defensive goal. Corridor looks to come towards the broadcast side with a kick. It's all muggers. Hildebrand takes the mark on top of the mud. Wheels around quickly. Centering ball looking for Ibrahim. Taken away by Carney. Carney loads up from 45 metres out. And gets her first goal of the day. And the Muggers now out to a 38-point lead. 8-3-51, Diamond Creek 2-1-13 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Live here, of course, at Tin Alley in Parkville. Boy, boy they're starting to uh, fire up, aren't they, the Muggers? As we said, for them, they've got that finals to worry about in a couple of weeks' time, and I think they knew that they had to make a statement today because, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to go in with a losing mindset against Darren, but the tipsters are going to always go for Darren, and I think they need to make one last statement before uh, they take on most likely, I think, the Eastern Devils in uh, Game 1 of the final series. And the umpire takes the ball into the ground. Jance versus... Downey, Jantz got it across to a teammate Lachlan, Ibrahim Carney, long on the right towards the uh, top of the goal square went through several sets of hands waiting out the back there Dylan couldn't get onto it, Anderson one hand is going to get pinned here for sure the umpire says you took it and you didn't get rid of it, and it will be a free kick on the way of Laura Atthard so Atthard from the back pocket Forward kick towards the halfback flank. Downey versus Hildebrand. Hildebrand from behind made the spoil. Cleanly picked it up. Then got on the left boot but got knocked over as she kicks. Great mark taken. 30 metres out and uh, almost directly in front. Louise Stevenson read that well. And we talked about the start of the day about the Siren Souths for halftime. Her need to have the big hands and big impact on the contest today. She's starting to do one or two little things, which is good coming into the finals. It's, again, fine-tuning. It's a much better approach inside 50 this week from the Muggers. Certainly a bit more of an impact than last week's contest. Louise Stevenson, the kick doesn't quite come back for the left footer and will register as a minor score. 8-4-52, Melbourne Uni, Diamond Creek 2-1-13. That is a 39-point lead to the Muggers. They ran away with it in the latter half of that second quarter. Yeah, and the Krugers unfortunately not getting on the scoreboard in that term. 
uh, you're mentioning before about statements. The last time the Muggers made a statement, of course, was against Diamond Creek. That game, the Muggers were coming off the draw against St Kilda. So Diamond Creek, geez, every time they've got the Muggers this season, it's <laughs> it's been either off the draw or the loss. Indeed. And, when they uh, need to make a statement. And, and again, it's very similar to last week as well against St Kilda, where they were running them close for the much of the first half. But it was the junk time goals near the end of the second quarter that stung them, and this is what's happened today. It's that last five-minute window of a quarter that they're really getting hurt. And as we've spoken numerous times already throughout the broadcast this afternoon, the Muggers are lowering their eyes rather than the high-hoping kicks that they were doing last week inside attacking 50 they're hitting up targets and their big forwards are making the contest every time as the muggers come off looks like we've got some oz kickers coming on the ground and every single muggers player is giving them a high five as they go into the rooms at half time which is great to see Fantastic, yep. The cut has got their hand up and they're all trying to jump and, uh, and now doing the down low, which is fantastic to see. Um, uh, around the ground scores for you, um, it is quarter t- uh, half-time, pardon me, at St Kilda versus Cranbourne. St Kilda 9-5-59, Cranbourne 3-1-19. Uh, so 40 points of difference there. But Moana Hope has got... Hang on, hashtag Mo Watch. Mo Watch. Mo is sitting on four goals at half-time, her tally 93 for the season. So going on that theory if she kicks another four we're still safe for next week yes indeed <laughs> but she could have a big quarter if she kicks a big quarter and kicks four they can move it to 97 with a quarter to go which make me very nervous yeah, we better have our man down there on the spot just saying well she might need to sit on the bench in this term just to yeah, just give her a rest get, yeah, get, give her a rest get her right for next week <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> uh, around the ground scores as well at those uh, other matches in the Swiss VFL uh, women's competition uh, Eastern Devils 8-5-53 lead Geelong 1-1 Seven, so St Kilda leading Cranbourne by 40 points and a 46 point lead Eastern Devils over Geelong. Darabin versus Knox. Uh oh. Darabin 17 16, 118. Knox one straight six. Been a long afternoon at uh, is that at AH Cap Reserve? Yeah, West Preston. No one goes to West Preston and runs Darabin close. It's just no. the way it is, unfortunately. The Battle of the Falcons. Yeah, indeed. Um, um, let, let, let's just go through the goal kickers here for a second. In, in fact, the first goal of the game was kicked 48 seconds in by Knox, by Pierce. So they made a good start. And then after that, it went Simpson, McDonald, Vessio, Brennan, 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 Simpson, Brennan, Lang. Here. So you can see uh, Katie's getting onto it. And then the quarter starts like this. For This is the second quarter for Darabin. Brennan, Brennan, Simpson, Pierce, Pierce. Vessio, Vessio. <laughs> Hang on, are we also on Brennan watch now this yeah, yeah, afternoon? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, he could skip ahead. No, Brennan can't get close to 100. She's about 30-odd uh, shy. She's in the 60s. But, um, but well, uh, the way she's going, she's yeah. halfway there. <laughs> she gives some knocks and credit. Come on. Come on. But, um, yeah, that one uh, getting interesting there. But, uh, as we said, with it, Mo Watch is the main thing that we're keeping an eye on uh, for that game there at the uh, Peanut Farm Reserve. But just recapping, goal kickers here at halftime. Uh, for the Muggers, three to Catherine Phillips, two to Deanna Berry, and then singles to Alicia, Eva, Emma Carney and Jessica Anderson. And for Diamond Creek, their goal kickers are the same as what they were at quarter time. Jessica Cameron and Christina Bernardi have singles apiece. It sees the Muggers 8-4-52, leading by 39 points to 113. And of course, beat the other around the grounds game that uh, occurred yesterday. It was a 50-point win or 52-point win to the Spurs over Seaford. And for them, uh, they'll be looking forward to uh, rounding out that season and uh, 
and um, they'll probably finish on, I think, about eight or nine wins for the year. So for them, you know, coming from where they were last year, that, that is certainly a heck of an improvement and uh, sets them up for season 2017. Well, they're going down a similar development path to the Eastern Devils, who were in a similar sort of situation a couple of years ago. I, I think they are. I think now that the Spurs that are close and thereabouts, I think that they're able to, once new players are attracted by this competition, they're able to start uh, attracting recruits to their club. The question is, obviously, if, if some players move interstate um, um, to take up opportunities in Victoria, because I've heard, like, for example, Lee Scamble um, uh, from Tasmania is uh, currently living in Burnie. Um, she's finished high school. She's having a year off schooling. Um, she has kind of hinted that instead of maybe getting recruited to... Um, to GWS Giants, which means having to relocate to Sydney, is that she had been hinting that maybe she'd move to Melbourne because of university options uh, more than just football. So, and as she flagged, because there's four Victorian teams uh, with that draft, there's now multiple opportunities to be picked up. And of course, because she's played exhibition match football, every opportunity she goes into a draft, she gets picked up. So, um, and, and and again, that theory is if she gets picked up. What club does she go to? And you know, clubs like Spurs, for example, will be looking at her, who you know, a gamble who can ruck or be a tall forward, and be going, "Come on, come to us!" You know, we're not too far off finals. Come to us. You, you will fit nicely into our side. And the link with Vic Uni too. If the university yeah. options are coming into it, maybe they might be a little well, tie up. Well, well, that's the thing. They've got to think about it. Like you know, as I've always been saying, women's football, particularly state league, needs to think about it like. Uh, American college football, where okay, you can't offer money uh, either because of either the rules that you might not have that much money, but if you can tie in with a university, you're able to say, hey, we can try and get your foot in the door at this university. If you're in the door at this university, you can't play for us, whether it be like Melbourne Uni or, or how the Devils had Deacon with their relationship, RMIT with Diamond Creek, and, and of course we said VU with um, with the Spurs. You know, it's a case of they can get you in the university. Hey, we can help set you up for your education, but can't play with us, you know. Not about what you know, it's who you know. Exactly. Partnerships. I- exactly. You know, you know, if they can work on that, if they can create that, like you said, an American college football type system, there's benefits for everyone. It won't send football clubs broke because, you know, they don't want to go down the men's suburban path, which is they pay too much coin for has-beens, to be honest. And, you know, you hear clubs... It ruins well, footy too. Yeah, and you hear clubs going to the wall having to pay ridiculous amounts to, you know, blokes who couldn't really be cared less to women who do care and say, okay, we can't pay the coin, but we can give you other things that can help you out other down the road. opportunities. Exactly. On that stuff, we're getting too high level here. <laughs> we'll take this opportunity to take a break here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. But as we mentioned here, Melbourne Uni, 8-4-52, leading Diamond Creek, 2-1-13. We'll be back with the second half right after this. If you're a new parent, you know how much fun bath time can be. Kids love bubbles. They love to splash. But be careful not to let your guard down during these fun times. Don't leave the kids alone in the bath for a second. Not to answer the phone, not to turn down the TV. Never. Last year, nine babies drowned in bathtubs. Pinch your pool, shut the gate, teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the five. Have you ever dreamed of quad biking in the wilderness of the Northern Territory? Or becoming a greaser on a 100-year-old steam tug? Personally, I rather fancy a bit of frog spotting myself. The point is, whatever you choose, volunteering is about being involved, getting things done, and making a difference. Participate, activate, and create. Volunteer today. Visit www.govolunteer.com.au. 
Every week, the Salvation Army helps shield those in need with 170,000 meals. Every week, they shield 3,000 homeless from the cold in their shelters. Every week, they provide 500 blankets and 18,000 food vouchers and $54,000 worth of clothing, furniture and household goods. Every week, the Salvo shield 700 victims of abuse in their refuges and assist 1,100 people who are caught up in the web of addiction. Every week, they provide telephone counselling to 3,500 confused, frightened and lonely people with nowhere else to turn. The Salvation Army helps thousands of people every week. Imagine what that costs. Please support the Salvation Army Red Shield Appeal Doorknock Weekend. Call the credit card donation line on 13 32 30 so the Salvos can continue to help shield those in need. They're counting on it. Anytime I saw my reflection, I had to stop and check every mirror, even shop windows. I'd look for grey. Now, I take a different glance with L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme, the world's number one hair colour. Feel confident with 100% grey coverage and a rich, long-lasting colour. Softer, healthier hair, stronger protection, luxurious shades. Cover your grey with the world's number one hair colour, L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, the entire range from 50% off. Chemist Warehouse, lowest prices, guaranteed. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials, midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am, seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Hi, we're the Wiggles. Did you know that Finney's raises funds for the good works by selling really good stuff in their Finney's shops. But the shops don't run themselves. That's right, they need volunteers to help. Can you spare a few hours each week? All you need is enthusiasm and some spare time. And it's really good fun. Please, will you become a Vinny's volunteer? Just visit vinnies.org.au or pop into your local Vinny's shop for more details. Yeah, and while you're there, have a look round. You'll, You'll love, love what you find. find. I usually wear white. And I prefer black. But lately, we've been getting into orange. When you're wearing SES orange, you know you're making a difference. And you're learning great new skills. You'd be surprised how good you'll feel in orange. The Victoria State Emergency Service is recruiting volunteers now for a broad range of roles. Visit ses.vic.gov.au or call 1300 842 737 and find out if orange is right for you. Authorised by Victoria State Emergency Service Melbourne. Spoken by M. Reason A. Smallwood. Hardco Home and Body is a local family business that manufacture all their own natural candles and body range. Visit one of their six kiosk stores in major shopping centres throughout Melbourne or their recently opened new homeware store at Casey Central, Narry Warren, featuring many local Australian designers and their unique high-end pieces. To find your nearest store or to buy online, head to hardco.com.au. That's hardco.com.au. Hardco Home and Body, proudly sponsoring the Seafit Tigerettes. This is Danny Green. On a night out, just like this, take it from me. One punch can be deadly. Thrown in anger, without warning, without gloves, it can kill. One punch can end their life and ruin yours. It takes grunt to throw it. It takes guts to walk away. One punch can be deadly. Authorised and spoken by Danny Green, Perth. 
The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, ingestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website at nbocc.org.au. Live across the web, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed, it is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. The penultimate round, the second last round of the season. And it is Melbourne Uni today leading comfortably 8-4-52 to Diamond Creek. 2-1-13, both sides now back out on the ground and doing their respective stretches before we get underway for this uh, final term. Uh, for Diamond Creek, their final game of the year will be next week against the Eastern Devils. Nice and early, 10 o'clock start. Oh, boy. <laughs> At a Box Hill City Oval as a curtain right to the VFL men's. And then as a curtain close to the VFL men's, Melbourne Uni uh, taking on Darabin on Sunday afternoon at 3pm, a later start time, at Avalon Airport Oval, which is not at Avalon Airport, I can tell you that, but it's out at Werribee. And just to make matters confusing, Werribee's ground is actually really known as Chernside Park. And there's a suburb called Chernside Park in the eastern suburbs. Don't go to that side of town. It is definitely in Werribee. Don't do not do what the Redan bus did a little bit earlier in the year <laughs> yeah. and get a, get a few misdirections. Out to Reservoir, and then, um, yeah, they went to Reservoir, then they went to Plenty, and then they went to Warrandyte, and then they finally came, arrived at the ground at, came to start at 12, they arrived at the ground at about uh, 20 to 1. <laughs> Just uh, taking the scenic route, just uh, having a look around the, the north east side of town. <laughs> they were fully, they got changed at Warrandyte and then jumped back on the bus. And as soon as they got to the ground, they just all ran off the bus and <laughs> wouldn't played that game. Brings, uh, brings an interesting race to the scenario. <laughs> just emerging from the, not the rooms, the, the bus. You were fired up by what? By travelling around for a couple of hours, <laughs> wondering where the heck they are. Oh dear, oh me. As uh, we speak, uh, just about all is in readiness here at um, 10 Allen Park. Well, I've been trying to get some scores, but no scores yet from the VWFL final series. Uh, this Fitzroy Ajax game. Fitzroy Football Club are trying to claim that they'll be the first VFL AFL club to win a women's premiership <laughs> if they uh, win there in Division 3. But uh, as we speak, someone's tapping our microphone. They've just, one of the little Oz kickers has discovered our microphone and gone, hey, this is fun. <laughs> Makes a good noise. Yeah, indeed. They're playing the drums. You know, about to hear this. Like the, the, uh, the Richmond side, they've got the drummers that stand at the top of the race, don't they? Oh. To get us underway here for the third term on GodsPlayFooty.com Radio before we lose our minds, here's Matthew Cox. <laughs> the footy action back underway here at Tin Alley. A 39-point lead for the Muggers. 8-4-52, plays 2-1-13. Downey gets it down to Williams, gave it to Keochi, kick smothered by Blackburn, who then chases after it. Haynes also in hot pursuit, got collected by Ashmore, who held on to her. Umpire said play on. Blackburn over the top to Ibrahim. Seven wing, out of sight, goes backwards to Jance. Jance now to Ashmore. Ashmore weaving her, right, her way around Diva Tolley. Gives the handball now to Carney. Carney still inside the centre square. Now goes long inside attacking 50. Barry from behind. Got a punch to it. Follows up her work. A scrummy kick towards Kerrick. Didn't go the distance. Now... 
Carney, 50 metres out from goal, top of the goal square, goes past O'Brien. Ernst trying to get back, should rush it through and does just that. Minus score to get us underway for the third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. It's the Muggers by 40 points, 8 by 53, plays 2-1, 13. You're in our Swiss VFL women's match of the day, this quarter for Chemist Warehouse. As Attard looks around for some options, gets on the right boot, long and high towards the halfback flank position. Good sport from behind as Haynes went up, ball hit the ground, had to go back and get the own football, got it out quickly to uh, Kiochi, goes now across to Ernst. Ernst ran into trouble, got dispossessed by Captain Phelps. Catherine O'Brien tried to go in there, Rothkoy hit the van pass out, stepping around the corner is Carney towards the top of the goal square. Which way will the ball bounce? It goes to towards the pocket, Attard sees it over and we'll have a throw in, two metres around for the right hand point post they're taking the Fitzroy end of the ground and they're just again, they have to retrieve and Perry has to go to the fence <laughs> by white picket fence surrounding Tin Alley Perry retrieves the footy for us so we're going to boundary throw in, forward pocket out of side for the Muggers leading by 40 points it's a High boundary throwing over the top of the ruck contest. Phillips trying to get back, got stripped of the footy. The umpire says it's a free kick going the way of Downey. Back pocket, out of sight, the Diamond Creek. Looking for options. Decides to come across the face of goal. Looking for Williams. Just bounced past her. Now the Muggers able to mop up through Eva. Gave it across to Carney. Carney loads up from 45 metres out for her second. And the Muggers extend their lead to 46 points. 9-5-59 plays 2-1-13 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio where the early stages of the third turn. Here at Tin Alley and Parker, this quarter for Chemist Warehouse, sponsors of the Creekers. We'll give you around the ground scores as we go along throughout the afternoon. We can tell you, obviously, comfortably in front, Darren over Knox, Season Devils over Geelong and St Kilda over Cranbourne. But, of course, we're on hashtag MoWash <laughs> to find out if she gets more goals as that, that progresses. As the umpire has the ball back in the middle of the ground, Jance versus Downey in this contest. Just sets himself thump into the turf. Away we go again. Getting the jump there is Danny. Jance held her ground. Masha put it in the path there of McCarrick. Carrick trying to get a hand pass over the top to Ibrahim. Took it one bounce then got it back. There across through Carrick delivers inside the forward 15. Awkward bounce of Berry went over her head. Out the back is Gabriella Pound! Off the side of the boots and dribbled through for a goal. Fast out the quarter for the Muggers. They go to 10-5-65. Diamond Creek 2-1-13 thanks to Chemist Ware. House. Starting to get ugly, isn't it? Mm. Starting to get ugly, unfortunately, for Diamond Creek. The Muggers just uh, working their way on top, as I think we, we expected prior to the game. It took them a while to get going, but now they're just getting that fluency going. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, live here at Tin Alley in Parkville. Look at the goal kickers at the moment. Catherine Phillips, 3-2 to Carney, 2 to Berry, Eva Pound and Anderson all getting on the scorecard. And it's a mixture too this week rather than relying on the midfielders. Good to see that the forwards, the big targets, are also hitting the scoreboard this week as we'll get a secondary bounce in the middle. The umpire had to recall it because it went askew. 
52-point lead to the Muggers. Early stages, third term. Downey fists it forward. Williams runs onto it. Got the handball. Cut off, though, from Eva. Spun away around traffic. Goes towards centre-half forward with a big kick. Just went past O'Brien. It's on the deck. Pound tries to chase after it. Gives the handball. Ball off to a running Ashmore. Goes to 45. Lands at the top of the goal square. No mark taken, but Berry was able to collect it oh. cleanly and then whacked it into the post. Minor score to the Muggers. They move out to a 53-point lead. 10-6-66. Diamond Creek, 2-1-13. As much as they didn't get the goal of it, as Adard goes short in the pocket to Dylan, you play that, if you kick that goal, you play that videotape again and again and again, and you go, if they can do that against Darabin, that's frightening. And, oh, dear, a kick off the ground while attempting to clear by the Creekers has gone out of bounds on the full attempt there. Right beside the boot by Michelle Phillips. Gives the resulting free kick to Eva. Alicia Eva, 52 metres out from goal. Goes towards the pocket. Here comes Carrick. To space with purpose. Takes the mark in front of her opponent, Carlton. She's at Ashmore. That is Ashmore, pardon me, with a long sleeve. Did I scream Kerry? My goodness, I'm a muppet. Uh, Ashmore kicks it around the corner, gets the easy goal. Jeez, they're getting into form for the finals. I'm getting out of form. Bloody hell. As Ashmore gets her first. Dear, I'm going to need more of that can of Coke and wake up. And here the score sits 11-6-72 Melbourne Uni. 2-1-13 Diamond Creek. Oh, is Daniel Hill on the line? He, he, he might be coming in as a late charge for the finals for the Coventry team. Just been playing yours around tr- in the reserves all year, yeah, Daniel you're, Hill. Yours truly getting dropped, just, you know. The leader. Slacked of, off at the wrong end of the year. The leader of the commentary team, too. Can't be a good sign for girlsplayfooty.com radio. Don't worry, the captain always comes good in the finals. Yeah, I'll remind you of that. <laughs> Ball back in the middle, 59-point lead to the Muggers bounce to get us back underway. It's a good one. Downey, the tap. Lachlan tries to spin away around traffic looking for Ibram. Him got punched out of her hands. Williams goes back in after it. Got stripped of the footy. Umpire hot on the whistle. And free kick goes away of Jance who gave it off to Blackburn. High kick towards Ashmore. Between centre wing and half forward on the outer side. Wheels around on the right. High kick inside attacking 50 over the head of Dillon. Haddard trying to get back. Barry, her kick smothered by Lamb. Close to the boundary line. Forward pocket broadcast side. Barry just bumped her opponent off the footy with two hands in the back. And Lamb will get the free kick. Forward pocket broadcast side. Lamb with the football. Now decides to go short. Kiochi takes the mark in front of uh, Carrick. Kicks in the Haynes direction. Knocked out of her hand by Blackburn. Jeraiah pass over the top. Haynes. Better Jeraiah just tried to slap it forward instead of taking it. Blackburn fed it out. Oh, Carrick dumped over the line by Lamb. Then Jeraiah off the side of the boot. Oh, wasn't a great kick. Wasn't a great attempt at a mark either. And in goes Catherine Phillips. Fed it out to Jance. Jance hand pass back to Hildebrand in the glue pot. Then came back in board to Eva. Too hot for Stevens. Jumping on the top of the ball, Capello. Got the ball out to Brazali. Go to Don't Argue. Ball in a China shop. She's gone through three of them. Hand pass through the air. Stevens intercepts though. Bailey Hunt from Melbourne Uni. Right boot in the middle of the ground looking for Tapner. Tapner over her head. Has to chase it up but got a paddock to work with. Lachlan Ball off of the shepherding work. In goes Tapner now. Under pressure. Hand pass to Lachlan. Lachlan winds up on the left boot towards center half. Forward kick let her down. And uh, spotted out a, a creaker quite easily. We'll uh, have the ball to clear. That's Carlton. K 
Carlton goes wide, looking for Di Batoli. Has two to beat. Tatner and Blackburn on her hammer. And they see the ball go over the boundary line and out of play. Just forward of centre wing on the outer side for the Muggers, leading by 59 points. Early stages, third term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Jantz gets the tap. Bernardi a clearing kick out of the contest for Diamond Creek. Goes towards the half-forward flank on the outer side. Good tackle there, applied by Hay. Zalise coming through. Kiochi lays on a great tackle. Umpire calls play on. Hunt now with the footy. Chip kick short. Goes the distance to Tapner. Half-back flank on the outer side. Goes up in the direction of Ashmore. Just over her head. Di Batoli able to collect centre wing on the outer side. Goes up, looking in the direction of Brazali. She takes it. Handball, inboard. Downey, high kick. Inside attacking 50. Cut off by Goring, who will look to come to the broadcast side with the kick. And Hunt, fortunately, just fell short for her. Now she's tackled by Cameron, got stripped to the footy. Umpire says play on. Half forward flank broadcast side for Diamond Creek. Works out though in favour of Eva, who kicks it into space. Set away on the broadcast side. Phillips comes out to get it. Got pushed underneath it. Jiraya able to mop up. Handball back in board. Close to the boundary line broadcast side. Eva with the footy. Got stripped of it. Pound now collects for the Muggers. A chip kick over the top. Should hit up. Jance cut off by Downey with a fist. Haynes Tries to send the handball backwards to Kiyochi. Runs her way into traffic. Then got it to Haynes. Kick back into the middle was Scrappy. Tapner applies the tackle. Shrugging it off though was Brazali. Goes towards centre half forward with the kick. Got punched out of the hands. Roving is Bernardi. A kick off the side of the boot going towards the boundary line. Forward pocket on the broadcast side. And does it stay in play? It does momentarily. And then it's bold and... Uh, that might have been in defence for the Muggers. We'll get a boundary thrown. Forward pocket broadcast side. Muggers by 59 points. Hashtag Mo Watch. She's got five goals, 94 for the season. As the ball is back into play, hits the ground. Going in there is Tapner. Try to feed it out. Hunt trying to move it forward. Going to pick it up, Stevenson. Hand pass to Stevens. Now looking for Ibrahim. Downey from behind. Did the spoiling work. Stevenson goes in. Downey wraps her up. And the umpire says no for opportunity and he will call for a ball up. Of course, St. Kilda playing crammed at the moment. We're all watching to see if Mo can get to 100. She sat at 89 at the start of the day, needing 11 to get there. She had kicked previously 11 against Cranburners. Laying a tackle by Lamb on Berry. The ball has been fed out. Eva, hand pass over the top. Blackburn. Blackburn on the right, coming up the line. Ball brought to ground by Catherine Phillips. Has to go again. It was all over a opponent there in Dipatola. The umpire said, no, never mind. Ball out. We'll call for a throw in. Just near the timekeeper's box here at Melbourne Uni. Did well there. Two on one in favour of Diamond Creek and Phillips was able to hold her ground and bring it across the boundary line as it's thrown back into play. Downey tries to tap it over the back. Yochi's ridden into the ground by Blackburn. Get a ball up centre wing. Hashtag Mo Watch. She's got six. She go. sits on 95 for the season. Starting to shake in her boots up here in the commentary box. We might be missing history this afternoon. Carney goes back inboard. Ibrahim collects. Kick over the top. Hits up Laughlin. Half-forward flank broadcast side. Kiyochi runs her down. The captain of Diamond Creek applies a great tackle. Half-back flank on the broadcast side. She centres the ball. Looking for Downey in the middle. Takes the mark. She searches for options. It's congested in front of her. Ball over the back. In fact, it was Downey that got that. Uh, sorry, Haynes that got the kick away. Tapner. Now to Cameron. Handball over the top to Lamb. 
Just kicks it around her body. High ball towards centre half. Forward taking the mark is Bernardi, who has one goal this afternoon. He's on a slight angle. Decides to go short in towards the forward pocket. No mark taken. Blackburn getting back for the muggers. Looping handball over the top to Hunt. Misses her. Has to double back. Under pressure in the back pocket. Out of sight. Cameron on her hammer now. Hunt locks it in. And the umpire should call for it here and does. Forward pocket on the outer side for Diamond Creek. They're 2-1-13. The Muggers 11-6-72. Here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Ball is thrown up in the air. Stevenson won it down. Trying to get it to Lachlan. The county got wrapped up straight away. And the umpire will call for a the ball up or out of bounds. It's spill. Apparently it's spelt out of bounds. So we'll call for a ball in. And that's what happens. Out the back. Held without a Blackburn. And the umpire says that is a free kick. Ali Blackburn decides to play on quickly. Going in the Croft direction. Got to be good with the kick. Is so. Croft looking further afield for some options. Hildebrand running to space. Berry came onto it as well. Under pressure from Jurea. Jurea up Berry without it. And that will be a free kick. And Berry now for Melbourne Uni. Pummy, it's uh, Hildebrand. Decides to go backwards. Croft. Pummy, Eva. He's a member of the good one, aren't I? Yeah, going across the Tapner direction. Tapner. Now on the right boot. Now to Croft. Croft. Got one in the back from Brazali. Umpires, it was fair. Got it across to Kiochi. He's got space. Kiochi, 50 metres out. Unloaded towards the top of the goal square. Had to be good. But uh, Coburn there, two on one. Numbers were against her. And Tapner seeks the proof for a minor score. 11 6 72. Melbourne Uni, 2 2 14. Diamond Creek. Muggers moving quickly. Carney around the body to Lachlan. Halfback flank on the outer side. Comes in forward. Risky kick there for Kristen Hay. Has to go backwards to Carney. Still halfback flank on the outer side. Now a long kick over the top. Lachlan kept running. Takes the mark. Centre wing out of side. Goes towards the half forward flank. Bouncing ball in dispute. Ibrahim able to collect. Shrugs off the tackle. Gave it to Stevenson who then dropped it. Anderson in support. Looping handball over the top. Comes to Ernst. Fends off the tackler in Ibrahim, but only went as far as Hay, who's able to send it back inside, attacking 50 for the Muggers. Berry got pushed out of the contest. Haynes mopping up. In fact, that's Dylan out there. Gives the handball now to Adard. High kick over the top. Lachlan takes the mark. Half forward flank on the outer side. Centres the ball. Pound takes the mark. Blackburn running past. Receives the handball. And then spots up Alicia Eva on a 45-degree angle. 45 metres out. Hashtag MoWatch. She's got seven. She sits on 96 goals for the year. As Eva goes short. And Ibrahim will take the mark directly in front. 30 metres out from goal. Oh, I called the wrong game. She's just, you know, a quarter and a half away from kicking four goals and getting 100. Hang on, I might be making my way to my car at the moment. <laughs> making the way down to the Peanut Farm Reserve as Ibrahim comes in for her first of the day. It's a up and under kick. That's a way to the right. Minor score for the Muggers. They move out to a 59-point lead. 11-7-73 plays 2-2. 14 here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. And Dorada brings the ball back in from full back. Goes with a long boot towards the halfback flank on the outer side of the ground. He's coming out to take the mark. Decides to play on quickly and does so. Going up the line. Had to be good. Lamb made a contest of it. Brought the ball to ground. Being tackled by Goring. Going in there is Tapton as well. Lachlan tries to get in there to see if she can extract the ball. She can't. Then the umpire will call for a ball up on centre wing. 
So 73 plays 14 here. Sun starting to shine on Main Oval here at Parkville. Uh, a result of this game, Melbourne Uni should still hold second, St Kilda holding third. They're tied up on points, percentage separating them. With one game left to go in the season, Carney now shortened towards the centre of the ground. Stevenson wants to try and run onto it, slap the ball into space. Croft is there for support and now will receive. Gets on the right boot going in the Catherine O'Brien direction. Too much on it. Ernst put a fist in there, but the ball went out the back door. And there's plenty of numbers there, including Stevens, who got on the end of it from Phillips and then went into a side forward 50. Ball is from behind. Deep Atali goes in there, goes in once more. Is she hatching it? No, this is the umpire. Eva was calling for it. And we'll call for a ball up once more. 50 metres out from the Muggers goal. We're taking the left of your radio dial. Down he brings the ball to ground. Carney gets it, hand passes over the top, Terea Rodeo Stoller, opponent into the ground it's all fair, in goes Kerrick can't extract it, Carney once more over the top, got it at the pound, pound on the right boot towards centre half, forward awkward looking bounce, couldn't commit to it was Bernardi, in goes Anderson she can't extract it, Williams jumped in there Ibrahim had it momentarily, went through it Ernst got dumped in towards the ground by O'Brien, O'Brien was extracted from her Adar jumped in and the umpire calls for a ball up, 35 metres out from the Muggers' goal. A ball up, 59 point lead to Melbourne Uni. Stevenson knocked it down to Ibrahim, gets it towards the top of the goal square. Barry comes out and takes the mark. She'll be brought around on a 45 degree angle at the top of the goal square. Lining up for goal number three this afternoon. Mo, what she's got eight. Moana Hope sitting on 97 goals for the year. Every time I call, she seems to get another goal. You might have to do the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. And that's the second poster for Deanna Berry. Another minor score. Kicks one more. I'm going to start calling my contact down there at the peanut farm. 11-8-74 plays 2-2-14. A 60-point margin in favour of the Muggers. And here's the kick back in the play. Over the head of Stephanie Chiocci. Intercepted by Eva towards the top of the square. Anderson claims it. And uh, she'll be kicking for goal directly in front. They put it out to a 66-point margin. Anderson looking for her second of the afternoon. Comes in, three steps, toe pokes over the top of the goal umpire's hat. That is a goal. And they move along Melbourne University to 12-8-80, leading Donna Creek 2-2-14 here in our match today at uh, Tin Alley in Parkville. This quarter for Chemist Warehouse sponsors of the Krigers. You're listening to GirlsPlayFooty.com radio. An 11-goal lead to the Muggers. Like they needed a percentage boost because they already had a healthy one over the Sharks. Another goal to St Kilda, but Brittany Benici this time. Just <laughs> Got me a little bit excited there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, good to see you back of if uh, that's the case, Benici. It's back into play. Roving at Lachland. Kick around the body. Towards centre-half forward. Bouncing ball. Ernst got there first. Tried to paddle it forward. Scooped up there from Williams. Gets it to Haynes. Her kick smothered by Carrick. It's all wrapped up at centre-half forward for the Muggers. Call for a ball-up. Just inside the centre square. Favouring Melbourne Uni. 66-point lead here in the third term on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Jance it out of the contest. Kiochi trying to run onto it. Ran past it. Carney's handball to Lachlan. Worked out well. She goes further afield to pound. Will load up. Goes inside attacking 50. Adder getting back 
for Diamond Creek. Takes the mark. Back pocket on the outer side. Assesses her options. Now called to play on. Just wax boot to the ball and it's cut off by Catherine Phillips on the half forward flank. Outer side for the Muggers. The woman on the mark is at 50 metres out. She decides to do that lazy kick again and again it works out well to Anderson. Takes the mark on a 45 degree angle, 45 metres out. Slightly better ground than this flank, so she might be a chance when she kicks it from, I'd say, 46 metres, 46, 47. O'Brien made the lead, ignored. Watch Phillips off the side of the pack, though. Just hovering here for Anderson as she starts her approach. Comes in, just kicks it from inside the 50 metre arc. It's a good looking drop punt, falls in the goal square, off hands, minus four. So the Muggers move to 12-9-81. They lead by 67 points. 2-2-14, Diamond Creek. Bernardi, half-back flank. Now moves it across to Chianchi. Chianchi now with the mark. Gets on the right boot. Comes towards centre half-back. Taken by Charlotte Dillon. Dillon looking further afield for some options. Look towards broadcast side, then the outer side, and then decide to play on and got caught. Dropped the football. Now Melbourne Uni have a chance to attack. It's along the ground here for O'Brien. Awkward to get to. Gave away the Don argue, then dropped the football. Adart had it, then she lost it. Ball hit the ground, still in dispute. Picked up by Lachlan on the left. Brooke Lachlan gets her first. And Melbourne Uni move along to 13-9-87, leading Diamond Creek 2-2-14 for Chemist Warehouse, sponsors of the Creekers. Another goal there to Brooke Lachlan. Sorry, that's her first goal of the game. And it's a very healthy lead for Melbourne Uni. Late stages in the third term. We're all a bit preoccupied here at the commentary box. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening down at St Kilda (laughs) after Moe's on fire with eight? Searching through our phones trying to find out what's happening down at the Peanut Farm Reserve. Here, though, it's a 73-point lead to the Muggers. Jansen Downey to the ruck work again. Umpire thumps it into the turf. We're back underway. Downey fists it down. Blackburn ran into Lamb. And then it's all wrapped up. We'll get a ball up. Just favouring Diamond Creek's side of the centre circle. Back underway. Downey gets another tap. Blackburn read it best. Tried to get the handball to Stevens. Has Croft in support. Just being paddled along the ground. Lamb might have pushed her opponent in the back. That's what the umpire adjudicates. So Stevens gets a free kick. Half-back flank. Broadcast side. Goes into the middle. Jance all by herself. Or juggled to take the mark. Under no pressure. Gave it to Blackburn. Blackburn a precise kick inside 50. Anderson was being held. Haddard not happy about it. And Anderson will line up directly in front about 40 metres out. Again, a little bit of uh, mud or soft ground to deal with as she kicks, but I'm confident she should be able to get the distance. Just seeing they haven't got Ashmore back in the gold square, but they do have O'Brien. And Phillips is also down there too, by the looks of things. As Anderson comes in. Nice-looking drop punt off the boots. Goes straight through the middle. That's her third, Jess Anderson. And the Muggers now move out to 14-9-93. Place 2-2-14 is another 100-point margin on the cards here, Pete. Who knows? We were surprised because the first quarter was seven points in it at quarter time, and what's it been since then on the goal kicker sheet? Nine goals, seven. 
to one behind. That's been one-way traffic. Very much so. Just the right side of my mobile phone reception just drops on me. Thanks very much, Optus. Has Diamond Creek have only scored the one behind since quarter time. As the umpire has the ball in the middle of the ground and uh, we get underway again for Jantz versus Downey. Here's the bounce. Downey wins the contest. Over the head there of uh, Haynes. I thought she was held and the umpire agrees. She was put into the turf there by Kerrick. Gave away that one. So free kick going the way of Haynes. Gives off the hand pass to Jiraya. Jiraya along inside the foot line to Bernardi. He lost the footing at the crucial moment. She was like a dwarf on the ground trying to reach for that. She just didn't have the height. Went over her head and the pack formed. And we called for a ball up. 45 metres out from goal. Up in the air. Away we go again. Downey brought the ball to ground. Williams got the kick away before the uh, tackle from Carney, but only went to a pack and uh, once again hit the ground. In there was Elise Hay, and we fought for another ball up. As we near three-quarter time. And that is three-quarter time here on our girlsplayfooty.com match of the round. And Melbourne Uni are starting to flex their muscle heading into the finals campaign in a couple of weeks' time. A big quarter from them. Six goals, five to one behind that quarter. And they lead 14-9-93 to 2-2-14. Goal kickers to three-quarter time. Three each to Catherine Phillips and Jessica Anderson. Two each to Deanna Berry and Emma Carney. Singles to Caitlin Ashmore and also to Alicia Eva. Gabriella Pound and Brooke Lachlan for Diamond Creek. Jessica Cameron and Christina Bernardi there to goal kickers. In some good news whilst we've been searching for uh, what's happening down at the Peanut Farm Reserve. can report that Diamond Creek's under-16s have defeated Greensboro 52-9 to to go back-to-back. Well, uh, and, we, FL. and we should mention that their under-12s won the grand final today as well. So the under-12s and under-16s winning their grand finals for Diamond Creek. So some good news for them today. Yep, and uh, all things pointing well for the future for them as well. Here, though, unfortunately for them, they trail by 79 points. Have we got any updates, Pete, from Peanut Farmers? I'm assuming they'd be at three-quarter time down there as well. Yeah, at the moment, the scorecard shows 16-7, 103 to 3 19 Sharks over Cranbourne uh, but we can tell you that Mo Hope is sitting on eight goals for the game, 97 goals for the season. So she needs three more in the final quarter uh, for their last game at home to crack the 100 mark. I think she just deserves a bit of a rest. She's done her job uh, Yeah, today. yeah, uh, bench her, bench her. Yeah. She's done. Yeah. Just save her for next week's game, yeah. Seaford and St Kilda. Let's just, can't let's just bench her. Can't have them firing too much heading into the finals. Oh, just cool. to, oh, just cool. pull the reins a bit. Just and, to... and you've got to have enough time to get the camera crews there. You've got to do a bit of media during the week. you just got to stretch it. just got to milk it milk, and stretch, milk it, yeah. stretch it out a little more. <laughs> it's smart. Uh, free uh, too to help with any publicity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I can tell you some other around the ground scores. Eastern Devils 11-11-77 leading Geelong 1-1-7 and uh, Knox, one straight six, trail Darabin 21-20-146. Ouch. After kicking the first goal of the game too. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately uh, all went the opposite way after that. (laughs) We might take this opportunity here on girlsplayfooty.com to take a break and when we return we'll bring you the final quarter here between the Muggers and Diamond Creek. The symptoms of ovarian cancer sound like part of every woman's life. Abdominal bloating, abdominal or back pain, appetite loss, changes in toilet habits, unexplained weight gain or loss, indigestion or heartburn, and fatigue. But if these symptoms are unusual for you and they persist, please see your doctor. For more information, visit the Ovarian Cancer Program website 
at nbocc.org.au. Anytime I saw my reflection, I had to stop and check every mirror, even shop windows. I'd look for grey. Now, I take a different glance with L'Oreal Paris Excellence Creme, the world's number one hair colour. Feel confident with 100% grey coverage and a rich, long-lasting colour. Softer, healthier hair, stronger protection, luxurious shades. Cover your grey with the world's number one hair colour, L'Oreal Paris. Excellence Creme. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, the entire range from 50% off. Chemist Warehouse, lowest prices guaranteed. Hi, I'm Gabby Hollows. Help the Fred Hollows Foundation continue my husband's work. $25 can help someone see again. Please call 1-800-352-352 or visit hollows.org.au. Hi, this is Adam Gilchrist for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Facing a cricket ball that's coming at 140 kilometres per hour can be pretty dangerous, but not nearly as dangerous as getting behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking. Having a good time is fine, but if you plan to drink, plan ahead so you and your mates can get home safely. Drinking and driving, it's just not cricket. A message from Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. Everything a business throws out represents wasted money and resources. Reducing waste and recycling unwanted items in the workplace is great for the environment and can be good for the bottom line too. PlanetArcsBusinessRecycling.com.au lists recyclers from across Australia and it's quick, free and easy to use. You'll also find a guide for choosing the right recycler and free signage. Search for Business Recycling or call 1300 763 768. The Rising Sun Hotel in Richmond is the home of footy, with all NRL and AFL games shown live on the big screens. Pop in for their quality meal specials midday through to nine, plus the TAB and bottle shop over till 1am seven days a week. The Rising Sun Hotel are proud to support women's footy and have been sponsors of the Eastern Devils since 2001. Call into the Riser today, 395 Swan Street in Richmond. Just a drop bun from Burnley train station. Live across the web. This is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day. Indeed, this is the girlsplayfooty.com match of the day where Melbourne Uni lead uh, Diamond Creek. 14993 to 2-2-14. Melbourne Union position. Creek is getting their last minute messages. Talk about some interesting news out of St Kilda. Chatting to my mate down there, Claire Dickham, he could be a Muppet or you could be the real deal. Who knows? He's my mate, so I'm, I'm leaning on the Muppet side. He claims, and one or two others claim, that Mo's kicked 7-2. But the app is showing here that she's kicked eight goals. Nothing. Possibly 8-1. Here we are. There we go. 8-1 according to the time, according to the timekeeper. So that's the official card. Official card. So 8-1. She needs three to kick the 100. And he said he'll call through as soon as she takes the mark leading in for goal 100. Which we hope doesn't happen this afternoon because we'd <laughs> yeah. like to be there we're, to call. We're greedy. We want to be there next <laughs> week. We want to be able to call it. <laughs> Because well, yeah, uh, for those at home that want to know, obviously, our choice of match of the round today, obviously this game we believed was going to be close because of ladder position. Um, and also at the same stage, Diamond Creek were technically a chance still for the finals. According to mathematical calculations, they needed, obviously, the upset to happen in the other game. So that's why we had to come to this, because from a team point of view, this game meant more than what St Kilda versus Cranbourne did when Mo was going for 11. As much as he kicked 11 against them in the past, it was against a weakened Cranbourne side, and we thought with them having a few players back that she'll kick a few goals, but we didn't think she'd maybe get 11. But she sits on eight as we speak. Yeah, just keep digging, Pete. Just keep digging. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, I'll find my way to the other side of the planet if I just keep going. 
Thanks very much. Anyway, to get us underway for the final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio, the man who never gets any predictions wrong, Matthew Cox. <laughs> That's because I never make any. <laughs> 79, Smart move. <laughs> 79 point lead to the Muggers. Zempai gets us underway for the final term here at Tin Alley. It's a bit fresh here too. The temperature's dropped a couple of degrees as Ernst goes past it. Kerrick is able to collect it cleanly under pressure. Got the handball to Ibrahim. She was also under pressure though. Like I said, plenty of support. Centre wing on the outer side. Yeah, should be all wrapped up and is so. Kiochi getting up off the bottom of that pack. O'Brien and Downey going at it. Kiochi got stripped to the footy. Blackburn now chasing after it for the Muggers. Tries to send the handball backwards now to Ashmore. Centre wing on the outer side. Goes in the Ibrahim direction. Just goes past her. And Diamond Creek will get back first. Thanks to Brazali. Looping handball over the top. Jantz got back first. Blackburn comes away of Hildebrand. Goes straight past it. Jurea off the ground. Works in favour of Capello, who just fisted it forward for Diamond Creek. Stevens coughs it up. Haynes got it to Jurea. High kick towards the top of the 50 for Diamond Creek. Cameron underneath it. Couldn't complete the mark. Just goes past Brazali. Then got stuck in the glue pot. Tibatoli lays a good tackle on Stevens. And it's all wrapped up. Zipatola going back in after it. Tackled by Tapner. Scrappy stuff at the moment on the half-forward flank broadcast side. Eva got stripped to the footy. And then eventually we'll get a ball up with the ball in the hands of Coburn. Umpire right in the middle of the glue pond at the half-forward flank. Throws the ball up in the air. O'Brien won it down. Jurea goes in there. Oh, head eye on Tapner. And she went, dare I say it, face first into the mud. And... Will get up a bit worse for wear. Just taking her time as Blackburn's just asking for the ball while Tapner decides to, I guess, find whereabouts she is. She's looking pretty crook head over. Looks very groggy. And partially a facial as well from face right to that mud. She's going to be coming from the ground too. Gets up, uh, yeah, not look at all that flash. And uh, I'd suggest the rest of the afternoon will be spent on the bench for her. As kicks it in towards the middle of the ground. But intercepted. Christina Bernardi now goes with a short kick. Deepatoli came afterwards. Got through her hands though. Couldn't hang on to it. The ball lays a tackle. Williams goes in there. And we'll call for a ball up once more. Inside the creek is forward 50. Away we go again. Ernst did the ruck work. Fed out here. The kick by Eva towards Hunt. Bailey Hunt took the mark in front of Jurea. Now delivers towards the, the half-forward flank position. Jance, how did she get that much space? Gets on the right boot inside the forward pocket. It was the one-on-one. Hands are up. Berry brought it down the ground. Ibrahim trying to get involved. Berry as well. Haynes. And the umpire blows the whistle and calls for a ball up. Inside the mug is forward. 50, 25 metres out from goal. 79-point lead. No change to our three-quarter time score here at Tin Alley. As Haynes was all wrapped up, ball spills free. Handball the way of Eva. The bottom of the pack lines up for goal. Does it bounce through? No, it bounces across the face. Still in play. Anderson sees it over the boundary line and out of play. Forward pocket on the outer side. The Muggers 14-9-93. Diamond Creek 2-2-14. As the ball spins back into play. 
Lachlan goes up against Ernst. Tries to do her own roving work as well. Cough the ball up though to Capallo. Got a kick around her body towards the half-back flank on the outer side. Carrick tries to handball it to Blackburn. Stuck in the mud. Now centres the ball to Hildebrand. at centre-half forward for the Muggers. 55 out from goal. It's a congested forward line ahead. She's going to load it up. Long kick. Ashmore sitting underneath it. Couldn't complete the mark cleanly. And then wraps up Bernardi. Bono says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. Forward pocket, out of side for the Muggers, leading by 79 points here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Umpire throws the ball up in the air again. Downey won the contest, was taken straight out of her hands. Anderson went in there. The umpire said that it's one over the shoulder. Free kick going the way of the Creekers, and they'll play on quickly. Giochi now going long towards the wing position. O'Brien put a hand in there and saw the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds between centre wing and centre half forward for the Muggers. As we said, uh, lights on here. It's not really that dark at uh, Melbourne Uni. Good thing is no rain today and no breeze about to speak of. It's back into play. Capella had it momentarily. Ibrahim caught her in a tackle and will call for a ball up once more. Still on the outer side of the ground. Away we go again. One out by Downey. Hit the ground. Carrick went in there. Ashmore gave the don't argue. Then on the right boot. Came back in board. Durant beating out in the contest. Hand pass over the top to Hildebrand. Hildebrand on the left boot. That's a big kick. Empty goal square. Which way will the ball bounce? Hildebrand puts it through. And maybe a fight to the social fund. Defenders don't kick goals. As Hildebrand gets hurt first of the afternoon, that moves into 15-9-99, leading Diamond Creek 2-2-14. 85-point lead, and it was a big kick from... Uh... Hildebrand was it about 55, 60 metres out and vacant goal square bounced through. I thought she was just trying to kick to the contest and found out she had a bit more juice in the <laughs> kick than she thought, but as long as it goes, as we always say, as long as it goes between the big sticks, it doesn't matter how it is. And, and another goal kicker for Melbourne Uni too. And I can tell you by looking at uh, what's going on at St Kilda, uh, no goal kickers either side to start this final quarter so far there as so everyone's on Mo Watch. It's a win for girlsplayfooty.com radio <laughs> as Carney <It's> <laughs> gets it. That's the only way we are here. <laughs> Eva takes the mark, centre wing on the broadcast side. Looks for options down the line. Jance is one of them, takes the mark in front of Haynes. Half forward flank now on the broadcast side. Assesses her options, goes... In the pound direction, couldn't take it cleanly. Deeper totally able to mop up for Diamond Creek. Couldn't get the kick clean kick away, though, on top of the mud. O'Brien gets slung into the turf. And then Eva able to mop up again for the Muggers. Kicks it in the Jantz direction. Who takes the mark on a tight angle. Gives it off to a running Carney, who drew the play. Hambles to Ibrahim. Back to Carney. Carney shrugs off the tackle, then got brought down by Jurea. Empire, however, said play on. Paddled out of the contest by Capello. Ashmore now goes in after it. And there's a high tackle. Will go the way of Diamond Creek in the back pocket on the broadcast side. And Caitlin Carlton will take it. Carlton wanted to feed off the hand pass to Kiyochi, Then said no because she had to play on a hammer. And then, oh, wanted to play on. Got called to play on. And then got tackled by Ibrahim. Oh, dear. Well, that sums up the day, I guess. As Ibrahim... Gets the kick in the forward pocket and does the one-two step, chips it over the top and kicks the goal. Clearly something they've been working on during the week because everyone's doing it. So every uh, every full forward in the AFL should be looking at how Melbourne Uni 
you're kicking today. 16-9-105 to 2-2-14. Melbourne Uni lead. Time and Creek. Goal to Mo Hope. She's on 9-98 for the year. Two to go. Uh-oh. Hashtag Mo Watch. <laughs> yeah, it's a 91-point lead to the Muggers. 16-9-105 plays 2-2-14. Down at the Peanut Farm, Mo has two to go. Until she cracks the ton and makes VFL women's history, becoming the first goal kicker to get over the mark. Downey, the tap in the middle, back here at Tin Alley. Ibrahim coming through. Got it to O'Brien. And the Muggers get a clearing kick in the Phillips direction. It on the half-forward flank, out of sight. She's brought to ground. Diamond Creek able to mop up. And then Carrick laid a great tackle. Lumpire waves the arms. Play on. And then says, give it to me, I'll ball it up. About 45 metres out from goal on the outer side for the Muggers. Downey fists it forward. Blackburn, though, getting back for Melbourne Uni. Eva centres the ball. It's a high kick. Jurea sitting underneath it takes the mark. Kicks it towards the centre wing. Bernardi takes the mark unopposed and kicks it towards centre half forward over the top of the contest. And there was Sebold. Now Brazali kick around her body. Wants Di Batoli to run onto it. Didn't have enough space though. And Croft getting back for the Muggers. Gets it to Blackburn. Defensive side of centre wing goes in towards the middle. Ibrahim couldn't complete the mark. Now going back inside attacking 50s. Capello was at the top of the 50. Brazali couldn't take the mark under pressure from Croft. Coming in now Eva. Able to collect the footy as Carney at centre-half back, and that's where she goes. And Carney goes for a run of centre-half back. Gets away from Cameron, took one bounce, still going. Thought about the second bounce. Got the hand pass over the top to Ibrahim. Ibrahim stalled, then went with her kick inside 50. Hit up her target. Goes for a quick run. Lachlan gets on the left boot, launches from 35 out. Ashmore in the goal square through her hands. Touched, minus score. 16-10-106, Melbourne Uni, Diamond Creek, 2-2-14. This quarter for Jealous Craig Real Estate, sponsors of the Muggers. Adard goes towards the halfback flank on the outer side. Downey couldn't complete the mark. Gives the handball back to Carlton. Kicks it over the top. Eva pushed the ball out of the contest. And they're holding each other. Ernst in support for Diamond Creek. Chips one over the top to Bernardi. Centre wing, outer side. Shrugs off the tackle from Carney. Then got the kick away just in time. Ball now on the half-forward flank. Out of side. Brazali hovering close to the boundary line. Keeps it into play. And it's all wrapped up by Croft. The umpire should call for it here and does just that. About 60 metres out from goal for Diamond Creek on the outer side. They're trailing by 92 points. Early stages final term here on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Brazali gets a clearing kick out of the contest in the direction of Cameron. Got punched out of her hands by Hunt. Goring gives it back to Hunt. Wants Hildebrand over the top. Misjudged the handball, but allowed Hildebrand to run onto it. Now kicks it all. Ball got stuck in the glue pocket. Made it very difficult there for Kristen Hay. Got stripped to the footy. Hildebrand arrives for support. So too Stevens. Ailes to get a clearing kick to Ibrahim. Oh, on the half-back flank, she dropped the mark. She should have, should have taken. Had time to get it to Lachlan. Centre wing broadcast side. Brooke Lachlan with the footy now. Gets on the left boot. Has to come in. Board great with a kick. Found Carney. Trying to put on the afterburners. Shrugged off one. Got on the right boot. Went inside the forward 50. Jance takes the mark. 48 metres out from goal. One step towards the top of the square. Ashmore had it then popped out. Couldn't hang on to it. And it's cleared off 
the line. Long kick. Look at this. The ball direction close towards the boundary line. Picked off first by Eva. Turned her opponent inside out. Eva, 50 metres out from goal. Pulls the kick at the last second. Try to find her mugger's teammate. Couldn't do so. Ball still on the ground. Haynes goes in the laser. Big tackle. Ball hit the ground. The umpire said it wasn't dropping. Play on. Picked off by Williams. Williams now on the right boot. Out towards the wing position. No one really to go to there. Chasing after it is Stevens. Stevens is going to try and pick it up. Hands and knees stuff. Williams goes in. Wraps her up. Ball got fed out though. Kicked it along the ground. Picked off by Ibrahim at half forward flank. Try to put a hand in there. Downey. Downey running back and forward between two. It's like keepings off. Ibrahim went towards the Ashmore direction. She takes a mark and we're lining up for goal and her second of the afternoon from 25 metres out, 45 degree angle. First time she's been able to take a clean mark inside 50 in the second half. Lining up at a 45 degree angle, looking straight into the sun as it comes back across Tin Alley. Caitlin Ashmore. Right boots. Post high. And it is good. 17-10-112. Melbourne Uni Diamond Creek 2-2-14 here at Tin Alley in Parkville. No addition to the score yet down there at St Kilda. Mohawk still on 98 for the season. And I think she kicked that last goal at about the 11-minute mark. I saw it. Uh, 9-minute mark. There we are. And uh, we should say this quarter, of course, thanks to Jealous Craig Real Estate sponsors the Muggers. So a 98-point lead to Melbourne Uni after their upset last week. They went down to the Eastern Devils. They've come out here and rectified a few issues. A lot more polished than last week. Last week, that first quarter from the Devils rattled them. And as we said, they had a lot of ball in that second quarter last week, but they were just terrible with it. They just couldn't hit targets and uh, they've learnt from their mistakes. Which will give them a vote of confidence going up against Darabin next week as Downey gets another tap. Berry though in the middle for the Muggers trying to get the handball away. Pounding support. The umpire said she didn't dispose of it correctly, Berry. And a 25 metre penalty for not giving the ball back correctly. So Williams, no one on the mark. She plays on. High kick inside, attacking 50. Sitting underneath at Hunt. Couldn't complete the mark. Cameron going after it. Deeper Tolley in support. Threw the ball out of the contest. And the Muggers will get a free kick inside defensive 50 on the broadcast side. They're telling her to go long towards the outer side. Hunt. Her kick cut off by Downey. Goes short. Kiochi takes the mark. Plays on because the kick didn't go the distance. Handballs to Williams. 49 metres out. Goes in the Coburn direction. Couldn't take the mark cleanly. And the ball pops out of the pack. Top of the goal square. Cameron ran into the goal post. I think it's a goal to Cameron. Yeah, she, kicked she, it gets it, she gets up okay. She kicked it off the ground, but uh, her opponent bumped her, which then knocked her into the goal post. And Padding did its job. Yes. And for Jessica Cameron, her second as well of the afternoon. First goal in this second half to Diamond Creek. 3-2-20, trailing 17-10-112. Here on GhostbayFooty.com. This quarter for Jealous Craig Real Estate, sponsors of the Muggers. And, of course, we're standing by to hear what happens at uh, St Kilda. Mo on 98 goals of the year, 9 for that match. And as we said, we get to see more of her next year because she's the Collingwood marquee. And uh, along with Emmett King there, Brett's there signed. As Yumpai bounced the ball in the middle of the ground, away we go again. Knocked forward there by Stevenson. Tried to get to Carney. Carney coughed it up though. Richmond lost it. In goes Stevenson. Hand pass, working wider still. Lockman got to dance around a couple. 
Then on the right boot, inside forward 50. O'Brien came charging out afterwards. Tries to pick it, pocket it. Carney fed it out against the boundary line. Eva tries to bend it back, but Atard read it best and takes the mark. Laura Atard wants to go for the switch. Finding Laura Jurea. Takes the mark. Looking further afield. Gets on the right boot, looking for Ernst. The dock. Oops, she dropped it. Gabriella Pound put her under pressure on the ground. Berry elects to pick it up. Weaves to the pack. Hand pass to Jance. Jance. Now across to Pound. Pound steers it round the corner towards the top of the goal square. Traffic jams the players. O'Brien in her 100th. Hand passes it off to Eva, whose kick is off the side of the boot and will register as a minor score. 17-11-113. Melbourne Uni, 3-2-20 two, two, Diamond Creek. As they just wait to retrieve the footy from over the fence. A goal in that St Kilda game, but it's to Cranbourne. <laughs> And that is at the 19-minute mark. Six minutes left, five minutes left for Mo to get two goals to get the 100 at her home ground. We're looking safe, Pete. We're looking safe. <laughs> I don't know. They kicked three goals in three minutes to beat Eastern don't, Devils uh, in no, the final quarter. No, no, don't, yeah. bring, don't jinx it. Don't jinx it. <laughs> we want to be there next week. at CT Barling Reserve when they take on Seaford. As the kick back into play from Adart is swallowed by Kerrick. On the half-forward flank broadcast side. She assesses her options. And she'll go inboard. Phillips had it punched out of her hands. Goes back after it. Also there is Stevenson. Looked for Ibrahim. Went past her. Diamond Creek able to mop up and then caught. Stripped to the footy there with Sabald. It's back on the deck. And the umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Just inside attacking 50 for the Muggers, leading by 93 points. Here in the final term at Tin Alley, Downey punches it forward into the hands of Bernardi. Goes towards Coburn in the middle. Collect it cleanly. Brazali now picks it up, tackled immediately by Ibrahim. And the umpire says, going nowhere, I'll ball it up. Girlsbayfooty.com radio back, of course, Saturday morning. 9.30am, goodness gracious me, at Box Hill City Oval for Eastern Devils and Diamond Creek. And then Seaford and St Kilda on the Sunday afternoon at 1.30pm, two final round games. As the ball's on the ground, Jance tried to uh, run onto it, slip it in the slide, couldn't pick it up. Cleared out of defence by Jeray, but only as far, looking for Ernst, but only as far there as Stevens. And Stevens now goes long and finds Lachlan. Lachlan at half forward flank, heading in the O'Brien direction. One, two, bites the cherry, takes the mark. And Kathy O'Brien is in the forward pocket. I think it's O'Brien out there. It's tall. Might be Anderson, actually. We'll be lining up for what will be goal number 18 today for Melbourne Uni. Does it squeeze in? It doesn't. It's away to the left. It was O'Brien. Might have scored. And uh, that sees them move across to 17 12, 114, leading Diamond Creek 3-2-20. High kick back into play for Diamond Creek to a contest at centre half back. No mark taken. Jurea hovering. Taken out of the contest though by Stevenson. Gives it to Jan. Sold a bit of candy, then went backwards. Pound tries to mop up for the Muggers and then has a shot on goal from 45 metres out. Pound. Gets her second of the match. And the Muggers now have a 100-point lead. 
120 plays 3-2-20 here at Tin Alley. What, what a difference 12 months make, doesn't it? I mean, 12 months ago, Diamond Creek, obviously, in this game, beat St Kilda and locked in second position on the ladder. In the same time last year, in the second last round, Melbourne Uni got belted by Darren by 170 points, you know, and looked wobbly sitting in fourth spot, heading to the finals. Complete reversal, Diamond Creek outside, sitting fifth. Uh, Melbourne Uni, second for the moment, but obviously depending on next week if they hold second or third. As we bounce the ball and away we go again, O'Brien beating out Danny on this occasion. Ball hit the ground. Trying to be picked off there by Ibrahim, who tried to pick it up. Couldn't do so. Wanted to play tunnel ball there. Trying to go in there is Bazali. Working away through his carney. Gets slammed in towards the ground. And the umpire uh, allows play to go on. Feeds it out sideways. Now going back, looking for Hildebrand. Hildebrand long inside the forward line. Good mark taken there by Lachlan. And... Mo Hopes just kicked a goal. Mo Hopes on 99 as the ball is now kicked inside the forward line. We'll come back to that in a moment. Kicking it around the corner is Anderson. It squeezes away to the side. It is out of bounds on the full. With two and a half minutes to go in that game, Mo Hopes sits on 99 for the year. Drag up. <laughs> Betcha. Oh, Betcha. Not going to be happy if Save we, it for next week. If we miss 100 within a, the final minute, Paul... Back into play here at Tin Alley. Downey couldn't take the mark. O'Brien tries to get the handball away. It's into space. Adard wraps up her opponent in the tackle. It's all locked up inside attacking 50. The umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up about 30 metres out from goal. Inside attacking 50 on the broadcast side. Anderson doing the ruck work that time around. Ibrahim went straight past it. And Anderson's all wrapped up. And the umpire says, give it to me. I'll ball it up. Top of the goal square. In favour of the Muggers. Anderson and Downey. Downey got the fist away. Adard kicks it around her body towards centre half back. And taking the mark is Goring. Put it back inside attacking 50 for the Muggers. A congested forward line. Only two players forward of centre for Diamond Creek. Somehow, Goring was able to hit up Downey in defensive 50. She looks to come towards the broadcast side. It's three on one in favour of the Muggers. Hildebrand couldn't complete the mark, but then was able to mop up and kick around her body. And the banana there goes inside attacking 50 for the Muggers. Diamond Creek get a clearing kick towards centre half back. Cameron underneath it, paddling it in front of herself. Now takes it cleanly. Will chip it over the top. Has a player in space. It's Bernardi. Wheels her way around traffic. Takes a bounce. Runs inside attacking 50. Looping handball over the top to Fraser, who kicked those smothered by Goring. And it's picked up now by Hunt, who get, got a handball away into space. Forward pocket broadcast side for the Diamond Creek. Brazali goes in after it. Can't extract it. Ball spills free out of the pack. Hunt doesn't know which way to go with the handball. Decides to go to carry close to the boundary line on the broadcast side. A scrappy kick around to Di Batoli. Didn't go the distance. Goes back inside attacking 50. Comes off hands. Croft getting back for Muggers under pressure. Just handballs it in front of herself. And then Hay is all wrapped up. Ball close to the boundary line and eventually goes over. Hashtag MoWatch. Siren's gone at St Kilda. She ends the game on 99 goals. 10 for the go. match. She enters next week against Seaford on 99. Wow. 
There'll be a big game down at CT Barling Reserve next week. Uh, no, it's RF Miles RF Reserve. Miles. Don't you go to the wrong ground, mate. Bloody hell. <laughs> As the ball's out on the outer side now, trying to be picked up by Bailey Hunt. She goes across the hand pass to Hildebrand. Hildebrand on the left boot, going long and high in the Catherine Phillips direction. Had it, dropped it, has to go back and get it again. Got a spin around on the right boot, delivers long up the line. Had to hit her target, did so in Hay. Kristen Hay now decides to run on, on the right boot, going long up the line, looking in the chance direction, spoiled from behind by Haynes. Haynes has to go in and try and pick it up. She does so successfully off the bounce. Kicks along up the line, beat Hildebrand in that contest. In goes Cameron, goring on her hammer. Cameron tries to kick it along the ground. Soccer skills close towards the boundary line, eventually does go out. And we'll call for a ball in 52 metres out from the Diamond Creek forward line. 100-point lead here to the Muggers over Diamond Creek. 120, place 20. Late stages, final term. You're on girlsplayfooty.com radio. Umpire throws it back into play. O'Brien the tap. Straight to the deck. It's scooped in by Kerrick. They appeal for holding the footy. They're not going to get it to the Diamond Creek players. So ball up. Half forward flank on the outer side for Diamond Creek. Trailing by 100 points. Fisted forward there by Downey. And then it's all wrapped up once again. Another ball up just inside attacking 50 on the outer side for Diamond Creek. They're 3 2 20. Melbourne Uni 18 12, 120. As Ibrahim roves the contest, tried to weave her way around, but it's pushed over the boundary line and out of play. So we'll throw it in. Can't be long left here at Tin Alley as it's thrown back into play. Downey the tap, Williams roving, handballs it into space, it's all muggers they're able to mop up clearing kick over the top there's the siren to end the game, the muggers win by 100 points 18-12-120 they defeated Diamond Creek 3-2-20 amazing I guess when you look at the final scorecard, when we saw that first quarter and at stages Diamond Creek had the lead and we thought, well we could be in for a bit of an arm wrestle today, we thought yes Melbourne Uni will get the win but Diamond Creek will push them all the way, a better effort from Diamond Creek this time around but you know, you generally, you look at today's game and you go, really 100 points? But doesn't it, feel like it, does it? It doesn't, but I think what, what it came down to was just how killer Melbourne Uni were going to their forward line and hitting their targets. And, um, yeah, I guess for Diamond Creek, they'll be looking at today going, you know what, we put in a heck of a better effort, but, you know, you're scratching their heads going, what have we got to do? And I think for them today, if they look back at the vision, they'll go, we just, we're breaking down across half-back, trying to clear it up towards the wing. They've got an issue there of, we need something, we need somehow to carry the wing. What didn't help them today was mud patches all along the wing, which was slowing them down and would have forced them to use the corridor. And we know Melbourne Uni's probably the better side in the competition of using the corridor. And, but even having said that, they didn't use their pace that much today. There were a couple of times they burst away from yeah. the pack, but it was more hit-up possession footy, which is a bit of a change for the Muggers and... Andrew Jago will be happy because he got a win while we were broadcasting. Well, indeed, after uh, they had a bit of a drought there. But for him, it's for him, it's a much-needed message they need to send to the rest of the competition after the loss against the Eastern Devils, saying, we can switch it on when we need to switch it on. So, you know, they've got that confidence. They've got that game at the back of their head that they know that they can try and pull upon 
as they go into their finals campaign. But they'll be up against an Eastern Devils side who, who, who beat them last time around, a ferocious. They're up against a Darabin side that's undefeated. And they're up against the St Kilda, who's got Mo Hope, who kicked 10 goals, on 99 for the season. So they're going to be up against three red-hot sides. And for every team that had the four in the finals this year, you can't afford to switch off for a quarter because one of those sides are going to jump you and put you away. And a player waiting in the wings down here, Cecilia McIntosh, still to come back into the side as well as they cheer Kath O'Brien off the ground in her 100th game for the Muggers. Celebrating that... And a great effort and a great career with, obviously, the uh, finals to come. I reckon today, the $50 voucher, we called it early, Catherine Phillips, I reckon. I'll let you get the song. And if she can come up and have a chat, that'd be great. But otherwise, if you can grab her there, just jump on straight in when you've got her. Catherine O'Brien, 100 games today in their win. And, of course, if you didn't hear earlier, Mo Hope kicked 10 goals and Mo's on 99 for the season at the end of that game. One shy of the 100 mark. But the uh, scorecard here, 18-12, 120 for 3-2-20. Goal kickers at full time for Melbourne Uni. Three each to Catherine Phillips and Jessica Anderson. Two each to Caitlin Ashmore, Deanna Berry, Emma Carney, Gabriella Pound. Singles to Anna Ibrahim, Alicia Eva, Brooke Lachlan and Nicole Hildebrand. For Diamond Creek, two to Jessica Cameron and one to Christina Bernardi. And that rounds out the scorecard. Getting the around-the-ground scores in the VFL women's competition. Uh, Darabin versus Knox, that game at AH Cap Reserve in West Preston. Darabin 28-26-194, defeating Knox 1-1-7. Eastern Devils 16-14-110, defeating Geelong 1-3-9. And St Kilda 19-14-128, defeating Cranbourne 4-2-26. Mohope kicking 10 to end the game at 99 goals for the season. That is the scorecards from around the grounds. Having a look at the competition fixture for next week, it looks a little something like this. 10 a.m. start at Box Hill City Oval for the Eastern Devils and Diamond Creek. We're on air at 9.30 a.m. to bring you that game. BU Western Spurs take on Knox at Henry Turner Memorial Reserve uh, at 2 p.m. Saturday afternoon. Sunday at 2 p.m. Cranbourne versus Geelong at Franken Homes Oval. Seaford versus St Kilda at RF Miles Recreation Reserve. Seaford, 2 p.m. Sunday with Mohope on 99 goals. We'll bring you that game live, 2 p.m. Sunday. And Melbourne Uni versus Darabin at Avalon Airport Oval, Werribee, 3 p.m. Sunday afternoon. That rounds out season 2017 before we hit the finals. Standing by for Matthew Cox. Melbourne theme song. In the rooms, victorious today by 100 points, 18-12, 120-3, 220. The current ladder stands as it is. 
Darabin on top of the table cannot be budged undefeated after 17 games. In second and third spot, locked on points, percentage separating them. Melbourne Uni in second, St Kilda in third. The Eastern Devils cannot jump those two. They sit in fourth position. So what this means is simply next week. If St Kilda beats Seaford, Melbourne Uni must beat Darabin to retain second. If not, St Kilda will jump to second and get the double chance. Melbourne Uni will go to third and face the Eastern Devils in the elimination semi. So it's as simple as that. If Melbourne Uni want the double chance, must win next week against Darabin. Otherwise, they're in third. But one thing is for certain, they are definitely in the top four and uh, cannot fall out of the finals. Running for our guests to arrive here in the commentary box, Catherine Phillips, our player of the day, who gets the uh, $50 Rebel Sport voucher. She'll be uh, coming up to the uh, commentary box in a uh, short moment's time uh, to have a chat with us and then of course um, uh, we'll be wrapping things up here this afternoon. Waiting of course uh, for her and uh, Matthew Cox to make their way to our broadcast position. Uh, of course thanks to Peter Louch who was uh, down there at St Kilda today keeping an eye on the St Kilda versus Cranbourne game who uh, let us know that Mo was on 10 goals finishing one short of the 100 mark that's uh, an incredible effort uh, unfortunately for the home crowd they don't get to see it happen but uh, they'll be all listening online no doubt as she goes for 100 next week and we cover it live here on girlsplayfooty.com radio as we uh, speak here on the uh, commentary box on the way to join us is, of course, uh, Catherine Phillips, who, of course, is our player of the day, winning today's uh, $50 Rebel Sport voucher. Needless to say, Catherine, a bit muddy out there today. Yeah, a bit muddy. Um, half the ground you probably couldn't run and turn that well in, but good fun. Good to get a bit dirty. And uh, we're joined here, obviously, by Matthew Cox in the uh, contra box. Last a question or two. Must be pleased to uh, three goals on the board, and you're just ramping up your form at the right time of the year. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty happy about kicking any goals. Um, I've only played two other games, so I'm learning learning a lot every week. Um, but, yeah, I get pretty nervous every time I have a kick at goal, so it's good to get a couple of them in. How do you feel when you've got the likes of Ellie Blackburn and Emma Carney streaming towards you, kicking it inside, attacking 50, and you're leading up to take the mark? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, they kick it right out in front, like perfectly ready for me to mark it every time. You can't ask for more than that, really. And um, one thing as well, we just noticed from some of the goal kickers, um, a few of you were trying the old just one or two steps and then chipping the ball in towards the goals. That's something that was being worked on over the week? Um, I'm doing that because I don't have a proper run-up yet. I think the other girl, um, I don't think we've really talked about it, but the girls might be, might be trying something new or might be trying to hit up a lead coming at them. So do we expect to see that a bit more then, just a, a couple of steps and Maybe. putting it, because it looks well, a, a very relaxed, <laughs> looks a very relaxed approach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it worked today. I think we had quite a few that weren't too far out. We can probably afford to do that. And, and the other thing that we picked up on too, compared to last week where there was a lot of high kicks going inside attacking 50 today, you were a lot more strategic. Was that something that was spoken about during the week? Yeah, we talked about that, that we need a better delivery coming forward. Um, last week we kind of weren't very composed kicking it into the 50, um, and you could tell you know, they, the other team had a lot of pressure, but today we were pretty happy with the delivery coming in. And, Captain, for yourself, what's your football journey? How did you end up at the Muggers? Um, I, today was my third game with them. I came from playing Ultima Frisbee. Yeah. Uh, so I played on the Australian team for that for 10 years now. And then at the beginning of the year, the AFL ran the development pathway, um, the talent mm. pathway thing. And I went into that and then trained with the Muggers from there and yeah, started playing about a month ago. Did, did you think you'd ever play footy at this sort of state? 
elite level? No, definitely not. Um, I mean, I've never played anything with any kind of contact before. And first game with the Muggers, I broke my sternum. Um, and I nearly, <laughs> nearly gave it up after that. But, yeah, I'm glad I've kept going. And what was um, uh, Andrew Jago's message um, heading into today's uh, match against Diamond Creek? Was it a chance of we need to tune up now for finals? We've really got to hit our straps? Yeah, I mean, we think that we're one of the one of the teams at the top of the competition, and if we want to if we want to be up there, we have to prove that every week. And now we're ramping up to try to perform really well, um, you know, for the next month. And for you personally, how do you feel about the challenge next week, testing yourself against Darabin, who have been the best in the comp for goodness knows how many years? Yeah, I can't wait. I mean, every week I'm learning a lot more, and the better people I play on, the better I get, and the more I have to work hard and you know learn to learn to try and beat them. So I'm really looking forward to it. What's the the biggest area of your game you think you need to because from your performance today there's not not a lot of room for improvement um, I think um, marking overhead marking pack pack grabbing I wouldn't mind getting up on top of a few people um, and kicking goals getting a bit more accurate and being able to kick a bit further probably kicking well captain thank you very much for joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com radio you get the rebel sport $50 voucher as the player of the day congratulations and uh, look forward to a final series starting in a couple of weeks time uh, thank you that's Catherine Phillips joining us here on girlsplayfooty.com radio our uh, player of the day in the muggers 100 point victory today congratulations she said, if you're playing that good after three games, there's a heck of a lot of upside. It certainly is. And, uh, well, as we say, she came out in that first half, was doing everything, contested marks, uh, kicking kicking goals. That relaxed approach, I think, might become a bit of a common uh, feature. And, and, you know, when I saw her on the list, I thought, oh, is this someone from New South Wales or SA or WA that hasn't been on the radar that we haven't picked up going, oh, I was having their shot at Victoria? No, an ultimate Frisbee player, which would have been a bit of publicity about her several months ago, has only played one month of football, and you're going, geez, you've only had one month, and you're going that well. Just a season under your belt, you'd be going sensational. She's already playing at the top level of, yeah. of women's football. It's an incredible achievement, as you say, only three games three games into her career and she's doing exceptionally well and potentially a chance to be drafted in the national competition. You think about the Melbourne Uni Muggers as well when you throw in the mix there of uh, Sinead O'Mahony who wasn't playing today in the VFL side. She's another cross-card athlete coming from Gaelic football who's doing well. They've got the American Katie Clatt who's playing well in the VWFL Premier Division. You go, geez, a lot of these cross-card athletes are just making the switch with such great ease. And of course, uh, can't forget the player that was missing today McIntosh, she's also yeah, a great athlete. Andrew. When you go right back, yeah. you know, from you know her days in you know javelin and bobsled, the yeah. Pioneer of, uh... and yeah, and, and that's why she was great against Mo Hope that day, when she kept Mo Hope goalless, which you know just kept it a ninety-nine today. <laughs> Thanks, Cecilia. Thanks, you did us all a favour, um, 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 Cecilia, because the one thing you noticed her, she matched Mo Hope for the for the speed for the lead because in bobsledding it's all about that very quick start that five or six seconds that you've got to push that slow and then jump in there so because she's used to that power start she's able to match it with those forwards she's able to go bang sprint straight away at the start where normally forwards are used to oh as soon as I start I've got a metre or two on my opponent no she can catch you in that six metres yeah and it's great isn't it that these professional athletes of other codes get a chance to play the Australian game, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's nice that finally there's the opportunity there for them, and as Philip says, she 
Never would have thought of playing at the elite state level of football, and yet here she is. Indeed, and um, as we said, you know, upon today's performance, and they've had two cameras that I saw here today, again, like Kate Shuler from the Wimbledon Hawks, she could put together a little highlights, Will. People look at it going, gee, she's going that well after three games, and we can spend a lot of time working on it. There's a lot of upside. It certainly is. The other thing I just want to quickly point out, down in the rooms as they were singing the song, they had a number of their youth girls that uh, had won a premiership today, as uh, they all joined in in the song. So it was, <laughs> a, bit, was a bit louder than usual. Big round circle, and Kat uh, O'Brien in the middle of uh, obviously celebrating her milestone this afternoon. Her 100th game, as we said. 12 months ago, done by about 170 points. Today, they win by 100 points. Yes, they come up against Durban next week, and it could be a reality check. But uh, for them, they've got to be thinking, right, OK, things are back on track. Let's focus on finals football. Are they a chance next week, Pete? Do you give them any sort of chance? I, I would have to have a look at who fields what side. Because there's a few things that could happen. Either Melbourne Uni could put the uh, rack away and go, we're not really going to try that hard or we're going to put a few players away, despite Jago uh, saying that he wants to have his best side out there. On the flip side, Darabin could do that. Darabin could easily go, well, we've got a few players that are going to play in this exhibition game um, at Witten Oval. Yeah, we might rest a few because there's nothing to gain from this. But on the flip side, Darabin might go, well, we've had a soft one today against Knox. We need a hard hit out next week, so let's you know, let's put the full side out there. Let's have a hard hit out. Let's get into some form before the week after. Because if you're not in form, you're coming up. Let's say, for example, if they're not in form, but they win and they come up against St Kilda, Red Hot St Kilda is on a run of wins, who are all full of confidence going into a final where it's double chance and they've got nothing to lose. They're going to go, well, hell, you know, we're going to go for it. And so. Yeah, there's a lot of mind games and a lot of things to be played. That it's just like it's like how the league have just decided that fixture. It's like a great big conspiracy theory because it's just like you know what approach is the correct approach leading into essentially a dead rubber match. You couldn't have scripted it better, could you? There's that many twists and turns and ways to navigate through the ladder. I think. Um, yeah, I don't think it's done and dusted just yet. I think we might have another. <laughs> hurdle to uh, come across over the next couple of weeks. Indeed, and of course again, for those that have just joined us, 100 point winners today, Melbourne Uni over Darabin other winners today, uh, pardon me, over Diamond Creek other winners today, Darabin over Knox uh, Eastern Devils over Geelong and St Kilda over Cranbourne where we again tell you that Mo Hope kicked her 10th goal at the 22 minute mark at the final turn to take it at 99 for the season and that's where it stayed. She's on 99. Girlsplayfooty.com radio will be at Seaford next Sunday afternoon 1.30pm to bring you Mo going for 100 against... <laughs> do, you, do you think they'll play an 18 player press on it? <laughs> well, if she, if she, the, what did you bring up before about Fev going in on 99 uh, games into the last... Uh, well, he was on 90, I think it was, and kicked like nine goals, got to 99 in the last game, playing no finals, and couldn't get the 100. You hope they don't rest it. Uh, yeah, that would be funny. But I, I tell you one thing, though, if, if you're a fullback, uh, as much as it might seem like a nightmare, if you're the seeped fullback going into next week, going, right... Mo's going to kick 100 on me. I'm going to be the goose. Um, on the flip side of things, if you're like Cecilia McIntosh, who kept her goalless, if you're the full-back who kept Mo goalless next week, yes, it would frustrate the media and everyone there, but you make a name for yourself going, 
everyone was there to watch E100, and I stopped it. You know, you, you'd make a name for yourself. Yeah, a bit of a profile for you when you yeah. probably wouldn't have got it previously. Yeah, and you know what? You could go to the media with the media there saying, oh, I hope the uh, national selectors saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Just something to keep in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All that fun. But Mo on 99. Ten goals at home, but uh, the home supporters will be filthy because St Kilda at the moment, the Div 3 aren't playing finals for them. Their Premier Division side is actually playing up at Mulgrave between 12 and 2 for the Joe Cox Cup, which they want to stick around for. And I guess they'll be all at 2, 2.30, all be trying to <laughs> package things up and get as quick as they can down to... Um, down to Seaford, um, or maybe I'm not sure if Karen Ralph is listening, but um, maybe they might make an appeal to the Eastern Devils. Go, can you start the game at eleven so we can get out of there and get to Seaford quickly? I don't think they need to do that. All they need to do is uh, tune in, tune into GirlsPlayFooty.com radio. Exactly, we'll be there. They, they can listen to it. Yep. We'll, we'll be covering it live, the live video out there that's been there all season as we complete next week another home and away season of uh, of women's football. And uh, we get to do it on an historic occasion. We certainly do. We saw the first ever draw in VFL Women's a couple of weeks ago. Yep. We're probably going to see a 100 goal kicker next week. It's uh, been certainly an exciting inaugural season of uh, the Swiss VFL Women's competition. Again, before we wrap up, Matthew Cox, final goal kickers. Final goal kickers will our player judge best on field this afternoon, Catherine Phillips. She finished with three. Jess Anderson also finished with three goals this afternoon. Two apiece to Caitlin Ashmore, Deanna Berry. Emma Carney, Gabriella Pound, and then singles to Hannah Ibrahim, Alicia Eva, Brooke Lockland, and Nicole Hildebrand. For Diamond Creek, multiple goal kicker Jess Cameron kicked two, and Christina Bernardi with one saw the final score 18 12, 120. Melbourne Uni defeating Diamond Creek 3 2 20. Thank you very much again, Matthew Cox. Uh, whether we see you or not next Saturday morning, I know there might be cakes on offer, so that could be a 50-50 it's twist, bet. It's twisting my arm. It is twisting my arm. We are on air at 9.30am next Saturday yeah. for Eastern Devils and Diamond Creek. How much is it going to cost to get you to hire me a helicopter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a fair, <laughs> it's a fair call. And, uh, of course, uh, yours truly uh, will be with you, and definitely Christy Williams will be there. And, of course, uh, Christy will be available as well, including yourself for Seaford versus St Kilda at Seaford, round 18, one thirty. PM next Sunday. Yeah, he'll be uh, camping down there, I think, next Saturday night because of the car park situation down at Seaford. So uh, get in there early because you will witness history, no all, doubt. All like me, be smart, take public transport. <laughs> Thank you, Coxie. I'm Peter Holden. On behalf of everyone here on the commentary team, it's been a privilege having your company. Melbourne Uni today, winners by 100 points. It ends Diamond Creek season. Your top four, though positions could change, but a definite will be Darabin, Melbourne Uni, St Kilda, and the Eastern Devils. It's bye for now.